0: What's up, people? Oh, Jeff, Jesus. I'm back. Another uncomfortable conversation. It's been a, a crazy uh, two weeks of streaming. Uh, we had a great episode of Hotels Been Told You last night. If you guys haven't caught that, go ahead, give that a listen. Amazing, amazing episode last night. We're getting better. We had over 800 live viewers, <clears throat> which is our new record. And that podcast just keep getting better. It's just keep it's doing really well. Um last week I spoke to John McAfee. That interview is wild. That's also on his channel with him and Janice on the run from the United States government and or I should say the SEC and the IRS, I guess. Um I spoke to Young Farrell. That was a very controversial video. That video now has over a hundred thousand views on it. Insane video. Not for everybody. Some of you people, you know, you might get offended by some of the things he said, especially if you were offended by some of the his comments this week. You're definitely going to be offended by some things Young Farrell said, but kid's very brilliant, very smart, uh, talented, and um, has a lot of good information. It was it was a great, great, great chat. It's been it's, it's gone viral. It's completely gone viral. Um, if you're not familiar with me. Um, I spend most of my day, uh, reading and working on tech companies, I have, uh, three tech companies I'm involved with now, all of those in the description box below, tap those links. Uh, most notably, uh, if you're investing in Bitcoin, we have a Bitcoin investing app, coinbitsapp.com allows you to invest in Bitcoin automatically. I'm in AI. I got different ties. We got Wazo great companies. And I'm looking to have another at another uh, company's portfolio. Um, Somebody reached out to me today, uh, a close associate of the Hoteps, and offered uh, 100K to, uh, or better, to invest in one of my businesses. Uh, So that's gonna be a a, a fun next few weeks to uh, work through details of that. But great things are coming. But without further ado, I have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. Uh, Very interesting lady a uh, very attractive woman i know uh, a lot of things that come along with that so we're going to be diving into this guest's life and some cancer culture things have happened with her martina what's up how are you how you feeling?
1: hey hey good thanks for having me
0: oh yeah absolute pleasure thank you for coming on the channel um so we're let's see <clears throat> i want to start here
2: yeah
0: um I just found out you're in New York. Yeah. How different are we as Northeast coast people, different from the rest of the country, like our upfrontness, rudeness, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, it's almost like we have this, I don't give a up, up attitude, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I never really realized it cause I was like born raised in New York. So it's like, I thought it was just like normal, but then Mm. go out somewhere else, you realize like how fast I talk, how like intense I am. And like, we work hard. That's something that I realize, especially like the difference between like the West coast. Now I'm not saying middle America or anything, but like the Cali vibe is just so like laid back. They're all about like talking big, you know, it's a lot of bullshit talk no offense anyone but uh that's like the hollywood vibe but i just feel like new yorkers or like northeast whatever jersey included all that uh is that like the tri-state area we like we're really intense and we work really hard yeah you know? like we're, we're about like showing like how hard we work over like talking a lot of game
0: yeah yeah intense is definitely the word you know a lot of people uh, have some choice words for me and my attitude. And I'm like, have <laughs> you guys ever been to the East Coast? Cause yeah. we're, for the most part, most of us are like this. We're intense and we're in your face and we don't get offended easily, right? So- yeah,
1: well, I mean, like I'm super sensitive and I just realized it's because of my upbringing that I definitely had a parent that like put me down a lot my whole life and never made me feel like I, uh, I'm validated. So I think that's the reason why sometimes people are like, you're not like a New Yorker, but, like you're too nice. And I'm just, so I think it's more my upbringing of getting like attacked by a parent all the time that I like have that super sensitiveness, but I am intense, you know, mm-hmm. like the intensity, the fast pacedness, the really like hard work is like still there for sure.
0: Uh, so how how do you deal with that, 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 that negativity that, and because, you know, like, people say like when you grow up, what happens to you? As a child, affects you as an adult? Has that stuff healed? Is it still there? Are you getting therapy? Well,
1: I mean, this is something that that I just realized like the past few days, actually, just dealing with stuff. um, Because I was actually out of the country for a few years and I just got back like a few months ago. And um, yeah, I think I just came to terms like within the past few days that like my passiveness and my like, attraction to like toxic people comes from like my upbringing. And I'm like, now, like even before I was on with you, I was like watching YouTube videos about like, you know, dealing with and coming to terms with how to heal yourself and like build that like inner monologue of like, you're okay, like you're not, you know, you're not a failure. You're not a nobody, you're not useless. And to build that esteem back up, so yeah. it's a learning progress. I don't know. I, I think people should definitely, I don't know. You're, I mean, you're no, a, you said what? No, it's like, not everyone needs to like build up their esteem. Some people have a little too much self-esteem. So let's, let's not go there. But for those that have low self-esteem, it is really important to like figure that out for
0: themselves. So, so how does that work with dating? Are you married, single? i
1: married, yeah.
0: You're married, okay. So your husband, I'm sure reassures you Uh, Yeah, I
1: mean, luckily I found a really good guy, a nice guy. But from what I've been researching, a lot of times you you attract like the same kind of toxicity in your life. But I happened with me with other relationships, business partners, Mm. people you know that I let walk all over me, and then it just you know around me. But luckily, my husband, I I picked a good guy, so.
2: Okay,
1: <laughs> that's good. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. So, are you're not a nine to five girl, are you?
1: No, no. So entrepreneur. Yeah. So I don't know you, how much you know about me. Jose. We've been friends on Twitter for a while. I think I'm not sure when yeah. this happened. I don't even know all of your politics or what it is that you believe in, but I just know that you're not like running around calling me a racist for not Black Lives <laughs> <violence> Matter. So <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I know is that like you're like cool sometimes. But then sometimes you do the same shit that I do, which is like criticize conservatives or like grifters or like East Lives. We're both just kinda like Fuck that bitch, like that's stupid, you know? So that's what I really appreciate. But yeah, I don't know what you know about me. I I was a burlesque dancer. Uh, I mean, I studied math at NYU. I was like tutoring math. I did a lot of math. I know a lot of calculus and shit. I was gonna be a math teacher. But uh, I had that passion for performing, I figured I'm only going to be young once. I live in New York City, so uh, you know, I did the whole performing thing and I built a career on it. I, I call myself Lady Alchemy, and uh, for 10 years, I was a burlesque performer in the city, and that's where all my troubles began in 2016. So,
0: wait, 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 wait. So, when did you start the burlesque dancing?
1: I did burlesque like 20 2009
0: 2009 and then you stopped in 2016
1: or i mean kind of that's where my troubles began and i got blacklisted so i built up my career to be like full-time you know and people would say oh well do you have a side job you waitress or whatever i was like no (laughs) i had an agent Uh, i was working every day at this like top theater it was kind of like If you think about Studio 54, but today, that's what it was. It was this like underground place that's like only the who's who knew knew about it. Celebrities go there. Everyone's dying to get in. Everyone's saying, can you get me in? Can you get me in? Uh, Really wild performances like that will just either shock you or be like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. And it's like nightclub in between the performances and people are like doing drugs or whatever, celebrity in the corner, like something going on, fashion week event or something. It was like really, really wild. Uh, so yeah, I did that full time. And by 2016, um, I've always been a Republican. I don't know if that's like good or bad. It's just the way that I've always voted. Um, and when Trump came along, it was like a very controversial Republican. Yeah. So, for that to kind of get out in the performing arts community in New York City, you could imagine it rubbed people the wrong way and that's when the canceling happened.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's do some backing up really fast just to contextualize this conversation. Um, burlesque dancing. Uh, isn't that like the pussycat dolls? Uh, no, I might be, or, or, or is one of the pussycat dolls doing burlesque dancing?
1: May, may, maybe something like that that's happening. Uh, yeah.
0: So how would you define burlesque dancing? It's like, okay, this...
1: that's a good question. I mean, so originally it's like, think vaudeville. So it was around all of that, like vaudeville, freaks like circusy kind of stuff like underground you know it was the whole uh the minstrel shows like that's what it was and uh burlesque actually comes from like it's comedy it has like a comedy uh i I think root word to it or, or background to it so they did a lot of performances that were kind of very not politically correct this i'm talking vaudeville days okay okay it's not politically correct it was sticking it to the man sticking it to the system just these underground shows that were super edgy they'd come with strip teases that's why it's like the pasties and like the tassel twirling stuff but a lot of it had like irony or satire no satire like to it um but then there was Sally Rand, who I personally love. She did the at the uh, World's Fair. Um, she did this beautiful feather fan dance, and it, she had this like bodysuit that looked like she was nude, and just it was just very beautiful and magical. And that's the kind of burlesque I'm attracted to is uh, beauty, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love beauty and costumes and feathers and makeup and stuff like that. Sparkles, so uh, so
0: you're that, a girly girl.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's aspects that like doing the burlesque is, yeah, my- So how did
0: you, hey, how did, did, were you a little girl and knew about burlesque or did, is this something that came like in college that you found out about? Like, how do you even know about this? Thing?
1: Yeah. I mean, when I was a little girl, I, I mean, I remember going to like relative's house or something and like my cousins would have like a trunk full of costumes from all their like dance classes. And I used to like dig through and be like, so jealous. Like, she's so lucky she gets to like have these costumes and take dance class and you know, we can never afford it. Uh, but I always dance around make my own dance routines and stuff. So it, it was like a childhood dream to be able to like make costumes for a living, make routines and dance for a living. But as far as burlesque in general, um, I mean, I started doing modeling with the New York pinup club. So I do like pinup modeling cause that's like, you know, that's, that's my vibe. And uh, they obviously go hand in hand with burlesque because they still uh, do a lot of that vintagey looking kind of right. stuff. A lot of burlesque has that like 40s kind of 50s vibe and, and uh, yeah, that aesthetic. So it went hand in hand. They said, Hey, we're doing uh, some burlesque shows. Do you want to do that? And I did theater. I was a performer and I did like acting theater and like uh, musicals and stuff while I was a math major. And uh, I was like, more attracted to performing and dancing than I was modeling. Modeling's well, kind of
2: boring. So, <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is. So I was like, "Yeah, sure, like let's do it." And you know, once you start, then you you suck, and you, you do another show, you get to asked to do another show. There's another venue. So you were just, you
0: picked uh, up, or did your agency get you into the burlesque thing, or were you scouted? No, I was
1: on my own. Yeah, just like jumped into this scene in. So New you York. tried out. Yeah, that's the thing audition. about New York is that there's a scene for everything. You know, if you're like into law, I mean, there's the top law s- schools, law like firms in New York City. If you're into medicine, I mean, we've got the top med like hospitals and medical schools in the yeah. in the world. Uh, we have yeah. everything. So there was the like, I mean, we have modeling, we have Broadway. Like, there's live performance is really big with New York. That's also something I would say that's different than other places. Is New York is like live performances, like. That's what we do. Uh, There's something really awesome about live performance. Seeing someone in person in front of you performing has this sense of like awe, and it's different than seeing someone on screen. You know, Mm -hmm. seeing them on TV or in a movie, Um, it has a different energy. So, uh, yeah.
0: So okay. So uh, sidebar question: Are you Russian? I'm Croatian. If you know, Croatian. Yeah. No, I don't know what that is. I know it's (laughs) Eastern European.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. So, like, do you know, like, former Yugoslavia? It's like right. Serbia, Albania, Croatian, Yugoslavia. Do you speak, do you speak uh, the language? I was bilingual when I was a kid, but I grew out of it. I became Americanized. I'm the first generation American.
0: Okay. it. Yeah. yeah uh, I think Tony Kukoc comes from. That's that
1: right, Tony Kukoc. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the only thing I know about Croatia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dope. Dope. Okay. Cool. So you're Croatian. Beautiful. Um, cause I thought we were going to have to do some Russian conspiracy theories since you're tied into Trump and all that. <laughs> yeah,
1: know that's funny. I actually did go to Russia. My little sister is a huge Russian literature fan and, uh, she had leukemia and then got cured. And so it was like her make a wish. We went to Russia and I was afraid to post pictures cause I was like, I'm going to get so many Russian collusion comments. <laughs> like I'm not even go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: you, you're, you're different from me. I would have been trolling i would you know i would have been taking pictures and saying i just met with putin you know (laughs) so it does it does speak to what you were saying about your personality earlier you know you're not exactly like that harsh harsh uh like i can be sometimes uh (laughs) east coast person which is which is wonderful um okay let's talk the juicy stuff now right so you said you were republican right How did you come to that designation? Is it because your parents were Republican and you chose to be, or how did that work?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, it is like how you were raised. Uh, I was raised by a single mother who is from Croatia. She's an immigrant. And if you know anything about Croatian history, we're very nationalistic uh we have had our land i mean there was a war in the 90s so like there, like we constantly have been trying to have people and nations or or whatever take our lands occupy it and stuff so we have grown to be really like strong like national uh, nationalists because it's like proud croatian like thing because everyone wants to rip us apart And then uh, we are very Catholic. There was also a lot of uh, the war had like uh, conflict with Muslims as well, because there was a a lot of like the Ottoman invasion throughout times and there's a lot of like Bosnians became converts to like Islam. And and so there's a lot of tension there. Uh, There was communism. That's what the fall of Yugoslavia was about in the 90s. Uh, My mother lived under communism and spoke against that, was very against it. So, all of these things are pretty conservative, I guess you say, or like right wing. And uh, that is kind of how I was raised. And so, mm. those are like the deep kind of roots of me. Right. Uh, I don't, all my siblings are not necessarily uh, not politically aligned with me, but maybe it's because they're younger, <laughs> <It's like laughs> younger millennials, like that went to college or like. You're
2: the oldest?
1: I'm second oldest. Yes, yeah. so I was born in the eighties. And so my siblings born in the nineties are kind of like, no, nah, they're, they're liberals. <laughs>
2: so, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm an eighties baby too. Nice. Um, let me read some super chats really fast. Uh, Victor of life, $8 super chat. Thank you. He said, going to have to catch a replay, but had to show love. Happy Friday, everyone. Stay blessed. you saves. Also, Martina, are you 30? Are you a 33? He's talking about your life path number. I don't know if you're in a numerology. Um, uh kel bell uh martina is that why is that why i became a fake louisiana beauty queen was i trying to get approval what was up with that
1: louisiana so,
0: what? yeah she she said uh well i think she's she's uh trying to relate to you a bit um basically saying you know she was a beauty queen uh, oh. hoping to be a beauty queen
1: i thought you was saying like i was trying to be a fake louisiana beauty queen i was like no no
0: what, what did i do <laughs> no nah, nah. Yeah. Um, my, my my crowd is is really super cool, um, which is is kind of cool because my my corner of Twitter is like really like free thinking, free space, right? Where you're safe here, <laughs> you know, when you're with me, it's like you can say the wildest thing, and you know, it, it, you're not going to be judged. Um, because I think that in order to have good dialogue, we have to remove judgment from the conversation, right? right. Okay, so your mom hates communism. Are there any, like, stories she's told about dealing with communism or things she's said about communism that she's hated? or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd have to think about it. I just do remember her talking about, like, you know, you weren't allowed to, like, pra- uh, what is it, practice Christmas, celebrate Christmas or something. There's just a really? lot of, like. Yeah, something about in maybe it was in schools when she was like in grade school or something. Like they weren't allowed to kind of celebrate that or something. She just,
0: mm-hmm. I have to
1: think about it.
0: Right? Yeah, I'm no, not, take your time. I'm not I'm not,
1: I'm not. I'm not talking to her. So,
0: I was <laughs> right, we're mom. not gonna talk about mom. <laughs> I'm
1: mad at mom. So, <laughs> but she has told me stories like here and there. Um, Right. You know, and just how like life wasn't that great under communism when she was young out there. So, hmm.
0: yeah, you know, when I started studying communism, you know, very early in my studies, about two years ago, um, I was like, I feel like they're describing America. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, and I started asking myself, are we sure we're not communists? I'm like, I think we're communists. So I took the chance and tweeted it one day. I'm like, America's a communist nation. I got a whole bunch of backlash, but yeah. along with that backlash came a lot of people adding to the education, like, dude, you're not far off. Right. So then it took me further down the rabbit hole, so on and so forth. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. I want to ask you about 2016. 2016 changed all of our lives, right? It's like, It's like a wormhole opened up and earth got sucked in into another dimension and things haven't been the same. Yeah, let alone 2020. I mean, 2020 I just.
1: I know, I know,
0: you know, so <laughs> 2016. What happens? You come out as a Trump supporter or.
1: Yeah. Like, OK, so I, it's not like I like came out and I made this big grand gesture and then everyone attacked me like I'm really sensitive and I'm really non-confrontational. I don't want to fight with anyone. I'm really insecure about fights so i obviously knew everyone was really touchy about trump and republicans in general so i've always been pretty quiet about it now you have to remember my stage name is lady alchemy that's what i was known as people did not know my real name they would go around call me alchemy lady a whatever and a lady uh and i remember someone that worked in the office at of the theater that i worked at when they gave me my check and it had my real name on it i said wow your name's martina Like that's really pretty, like, that's really nice. So it was like a shock to them, like my real name. People didn't know, really. I don't know other p- performers' real names. Right. So when I have like my 5,000 Facebook, something changed about Facebook too since 2016 too. It's like full on Like I don't even go on it. It's, it's so weird now. But anyway, so at the time, yeah, Facebook was like the main social media thing. I had 5,000 friends. It was like all of my cohorts, all of my like LGBT friends. It was like all of my performer friends. Uh, my producer, my director, my agent—everyone on my Facebook—and all you see in the timeline is constant, like SJW shit, right? Right, right. Okay. And I bite my tongue, and I bite my tongue, and I'm just kind of like, okay, okay. And the thing is, even before 2016, like the burlesque scene is just so SJW. I remember years ago, like in 2013 or something. I would go up to like Rochester to do uh, for New Year's Eve. And it was like cold and snowy, it's fucking up there. And I had all of my luggage and my costumes in it. And I was trying to get it into a van. And I just stopped and I went, is there a man that can help me? Because two reasons, men have more upper body strength. And two, when you, you know, make men feel like useful, like it makes them feel manly. It's like, it's like a good reciprocal thing. Like, yeah, you know, absolutely. it's you get to feel good and manly, whatever. And one of the other performers was like, we don't need men. And I just remember being like, i don't need men. like,
2: what the fuck are you talking
1: about?
0: Can I, ask, can I ask what her race was? Oh, uh, white. Yeah. Okay. So a white woman said this. Yeah. We yeah. don't need men. Okay. No. Wow.
1: And so there, there were comments like that a lot. And there was just like little weird like head butts that I would have where it was like, I wasn't doing it on purpose. I just was being a me and being like normal, like a normal person. And they would have this like, well, actually, I'm, like SJW talking point, like blah, blah, you know? And I'm just like, what the fuck world am I like living in? You know, I was just like, I don't know what I say that is gonna like rub them the wrong way. So You're I just started to now. be really quiet and I didn't know, I had no idea what, what would tick them off. I don't know how to live in this world anymore. So uh, 2016 comes around and um, it was the same thing on like Facebook, it was just all this SJW mm-hmm. shit. And there's just something that's not healthy about like holding it in. I didn't want to fight with anyone. I'm not going to get into like the comments and we go. Oh, it's like so stupid, right? Plus, I knew all these people. So what I decided to do was, um, I said, "Hey, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I don't have anything. If you Google my real name, Martina Marcota, like no one knows what that is. Like I have nothing under you. Google Lady Alchemy, boom, it's me. It's all my shit. Yeah. I so that. I figured I was like, I'll use my real name and. I can like politically express myself that way, you know? Like, it's yeah. good. It's like therapeutic to just say. Ah, oh, what you feel? Post a meme. Ah, oh, like, you like know, it's just like it feels good. So I created yeah. a whole different Instagram account so I could like post memes and like post some Trump shit. And I am a boomer and didn't realize that Facebook and Instagram were like the same entity, like it was like bought. So oh, yeah. I had this thing where it was like, hey, your Facebook friend, Lady Alchemy. Created a new Instagram account. Go follow. And I started getting like a flood of follows from my like Facebook. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> like no, like, how are you finding this? And I, ask, I was like, how'd you find this? They're like, oh, it, Facebook notified me. And I was like, fuck, you know? <laughs> and as soon as that happened, they see but like there was comments from people. They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, like on my like Trump memes or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. And then uh, next thing you know, it gets around. And then I wrote uh, on like a created website and I like wrote a blog, sorry, it's New York.
0: Yeah, no, it's all good.
1: It's nice out, everyone's out on their motorcycle.
0: We can't even hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh, so I wrote like, you know, that's what I was trying to do. And then I got on Gavin's show cause I was like just in my room you know, dealing with the real world, performing, being around all the SJW talk behind the scenes, seeing it all on Facebook, like in backstage and everything, and just being like, oh my God, oh my God. And so I would go on my off time and just like go on YouTube, I would watch Gavin, I'd be like, yeah, nice, fuck yeah, you know, and I would yeah. just like, watch all these different things and and educate myself that way. Roger Scruton, I was a big fan because he loves like art and beauty and like aesthetics and, and stuff like that, and, and I was just like, immersing myself with that, like in my own space. Uh, So I then wrote, like created a website for Martina Ricotta and like wrote a blog about how uh, I wrote about art in the nude, uh, how, you know, this relationship of me being a burlesque dancer and being conservative. And, you know, the, the leftist, the far leftists, the feminists, they really focus on nudity as like hyper vaginal, like nudity, you know, it's like, they'll put like vaginas on shit. It's like so magically obsessed. Yeah. And I think being like a conservative, that's into nudity, like into nudity, I, whatever. Um, I use my body as a canvas. Uh, I perceived it as like Greek Roman sculptures, you know, like the Sistine right. Chapel, just like stuff like that, where it was like tied to godliness. It wasn't like, sexualized. It wasn't about like sex or or
2: yeah gender or
1: anything like that. So I wrote about that. And I wrote about how um, conservative is new counterculture, Paul, Paul Joseph Watson stole that for me, because I gave that him that info. And he ended up destroying it. anyway, that's a whole different story. Wait, Fuck. wait, what? Oh, Before, yeah, what? Like, I fucking hate Paul Joseph Watson, because I used to talk to him back in like 2013. And stuff again, when I was like consuming all this material, and I was just like frustrated with all the feminists and the SJWs like, in New York, in the art scene, I felt alone, so I was just online, and I came across Paul Joseph Watson before he was like Infowars or anything. It was just like walking around with his like camera, bitching about feminism, and I was like, never been a feminist because I was like, yeah, fuck, fuck feminist <laughs> So I was like, yeah, really? cool, and I like reached out to him. He only had like fifty thousand followers on Twitter, and we used to like chat. And then he was like, oh, I should interview you sometime. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then when I bugged him about an interview, he's like. Oh, I can't just interview you because you're hot. I need a topic. I was like, yeah, I know, duh. I want to talk about like what I know, which is art. I want to talk about how conservatives new counterculture. That's how I felt. I felt being conservative was like the new, like, just different thing. It was like underground. It was like kind of yeah. this thing, you know, having faith instead of mocking Christianity was like cool. It was different, you know? And so uh, I, I read things, you know, I sent him references to Roger Scruton to talk about beauty and like art and all this stuff and uh, how modern art sucks or contemporary art rather because modern art is actually a specific time period of art. Uh, and uh, I gave him like all these things that I want to talk about. And he ran off and just uh, stole it. <laughs> Never got my credit. So, no way him yeah i have screenshots i have things to prove it so um
0: oh that's so foul i never really jived with him i i my superpower is reading people and i never really was like ah, this guy just seems weird to me yeah he's
1: known like he's known now about it too is that like he'll steal memes he'll steal like you know, other things. He'll steal content all the time. He's known for stealing. Um, it's just, that's something that I didn't realize after getting blacklisted and all this stuff and we'll still get to it. But something that I'm disappointed about and I want to get to that too, is like, not just bitching about SJWs, but like, what can we do now? Like what, what the issues on the right are to this. That's why I like you as well. Cause you call it out. We're not just like, In this cult, uh, like rooting for one side of the team, I'm kind of like, no, motherfucker, you' sketchy too. Okay, (laughs) like (laughs) like, the others are bad too, so shut up. So uh, yeah, yeah. fuck Joseph Watson. He's he's he. I didn't realize people want to like climb to the top to be this like e celeb on the right. To me, conservatism, Republicans back in the day, even if you call it neocon if you want, I don't give a shit. Even the neocons were like maybe not, I don't know, maybe I was too naive, but what I perceived was like, educated, cultured, willing to help each other, honorable, you know, magnanimous, like these like good qualities. And that's yeah. what I thought the right was about. And I'm highly disappointed that- Well, let's,
0: let's, let's unpack that. Yeah. How different is the right or conservatism from 2016 to now? Like, I, like I to me, it's completely different. I know, it's totally like, different like 2016 it was like yeah this is so cool yeah today i'm like yo when this (laughs) shit become (laughs) what
1: yeah like it's cringe as fuck like god really
0: (laughs) yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with like the whole e-celeb grift thing right it became like like i shot the popularity right and it wasn't like i uh knew that was gonna happen you know i was just like you said i was just like oh we can talk about this stuff now let's talk about it yeah. right and people loved my opinion and then it was just like it became a battle like like you said like you know let me come on your channel and talk about this and it's like yeah sure and then you don't hear back from them. i was dealing like with a lot of that stuff and i'm just like yo like it felt like the music industry all over again yeah. a lot of shadiness and fake stuff and these people climb the ladder and then play gatekeeper
1: Exactly, exactly. What I started noticing too was a lot of like I call it like circle jerking. They were just like Yeah. You know, like jerking each other off. Whatever other E celeb like was, you know, to it's just perpetuate their like E celeb fame. And I was disappointed because I thought uh I mean I was already established as Lady Alchemy. I had my fault like I had a whole career as Lady Alchemy and I mean I had fame, you know, I was performing every night on a stage for people cheering my name, you know, they were adoring me. I had, you know, like I said, celebrities watching me. I worked for Google holiday party. I worked for Xerox. Like I did, like I've done all these things. I had fame. I'm on billboards. I was in magazines. Like I had fame. Okay. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like a nobody, but as far as politics go, you know, when I lost all that, that fame, that like my career and like Lady Alchemy got destroyed, I'm a nobody. We're
0: going we're gonna, to we're gonna unpack that too.
1: Yeah. And I was like nobody it. as Martina and I expected like a hand to be like, "Dude, you got screwed by these SJWs. Like come up here. You know, yeah. like let me help you out." And instead, yeah. it was like ignored, taking my material for themselves and then getting big off of it. Um just everyone out for themselves and yeah, it's shocking. That's totally what I see with the 20s like 2020 conservatism now it's disappointing
0: yeah it 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 became like you said this popularity contest right and then less about the actual politics or policies or the ideology um you know I definitely saw that myself and and that's why I started calling out do you feel like you had to be in lockstep with some of the e celebs and you kind of had to do some ass kissing in order to be inducted into their Click of cool people well i'm right?
1: not in there click. okay you will not see i know that i have a- I
0: noticed that i yeah. noticed that i'm, I'm like your- well, I'm, yeah i'm like i'm like we've been following other, like you said for a little yeah. while now right and i see hot white chick i think definitely glued in with the right and this is somebody who probably gets it but then i'm like how come i never see her overlap with any of the cool people and now i'm starting to see like so you're not in the in crowd.
1: No, I've never been in the in crowd. No matter what since it's <laughs> Since high school, you know, it's just, I don't get it. I don't know, but I'm not in with the in crowd. You'll notice, even though I have a blue check, I have a blue check only for one reason. It's because I worked in media. I briefly for like six months worked at the daily caller and they give blue check marks to media like candy. Okay. That's right. the, the reason why I got it. But other than that, you will not see other blue checks Engage with me, retweet me, support me, you know, care if something happened to me. They just don't. Uh, So I'm not in with that. Maybe it's because I didn't do enough ass kissing. Maybe it's because I call out others on the right. Um, You know, I've been anti. for this whole time and that didn't help for a while. Now I have people on the right to get it. And they're like, yeah, he's total grifter. Like, fuck him. And then I've been calling out Candace for a while. That always rubs everyone the wrong way. Um, Yeah.
0: How dare you come for the queen of conservatism? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Who never even voted for Trump, but okay.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, well, I mean, you got to take it a step further and and say that she was an anti-Trumper.
1: Oh, absolutely. Didn't she write an article (laughs) about, how yes. to do an investigation into the size of trump's penis or something like that yeah
0: yeah yeah she was completely on the other side like it wasn't even like she had like an epiphany it was like yeah. she completely flip flopped. Yeah, oh no exactly. her
1: epiphany came and it was ooh, i can get more fame and money doing if i'm a black conservative so anyway yeah. but yeah so maybe it's that i don't know what it is that wrote you the wrong way i think people do see more of like the strong will inside of me on Twitter because they do think I'm feisty, but I'm really not. Like, I don't think I'm feisty. I'm actually really passive and sensitive and emotional, but I don't just like suck up to people that I don't respect and I will call things out uh, the way that I see it for the most part. So I don't know, I'm not in with the in crowd.
0: Yeah, you know, to to be an e-celeb I I don't know, we can theorize what it takes to be East Lib on the left, but on the right, it seems to be very simple, right? Um, Don't criticize anybody on the right. Uh, Say all good things about Trump and Mm. take shots at the left, right? It's like, literally, if you just follow those three rules and post content, you know, some videos every now and then, something funny or whatever, and some memes, you can like climb up the ladder, do some ass kissing, you'll climb up the ladder even faster. You know, but I think the problem is genuine people are different from others, right? And I think there's probably three categories of people. You have someone who's truly genuine, no matter what the situation is. Those are people like you and I, we're, we're not gonna fake it. We, even if we tried to fake it, we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> then you have the people who fake it. And then you have the people in the middle who don't know what to do, are fearful, so they follow the fake people and become fake like them.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's also the thing is that I think, I think it's been also kind of trendy to attack me for some reason. Really? Um, yeah. In like the certain like far right troll circles, like I'm not talking about the regular like MAGA crowd. They okay. don't. They just follow the same MAGA grifter or whatever is happening. But as far as like the trolls go, it becomes fun to like attack me for some reason. It's this game for people. And um, that is exactly what you're describing is that I think people genuinely know I'm nice and that I have good content, but it's like high school where if the popular kid is saying she's not cool, let's make fun of her. Everyone else is kind of like, okay. Yeah. She's so cringe. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, fine. Just follow whatever your e-celeb says to do. And, uh, you know, Follow,
2: follow that. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's like high school all over again. It's definitely high school all over again because in high school, I was a rebel. Uh, I recognized the fake shit really fast. And I was like, I'm just not going to hang out with fake people. Like, if you got to be fake to be cool, it's just not going to work. So I just stuck to picking up girls. And that worked for me. You know, I'm like, you guys don't got to like me. As long as the women love me, I'm happy, right? So, <laughs> you know, we and we fought in my garage every night and hung out with the dudes. And it was cool, right? I didn't need to be. Kel uh, Bell. She said, "Nah, respect. I was a fake Louisiana beauty queen. I don't understand why I went down that road." Um, Kel Bell said, "I'm trying to pick your brain, Martina. And it's all Hi. love." Cal uh, Bell, uh, time always tells. I've been riding with hotels for years. Respect, appreciate you. Nice. Nice. Um, So yeah, all right. So let's 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 unpack some of this troll stuff, right? Yeah. Um, you know, first of all, trolls are unhappy people, right? That, that's 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 what this comes down to they're not happy with their life because if they were happy with like they'd be doing that they'd be busy doing that as right. opposed to worrying about what you're doing right? right um i think a lot of it has to do with the fact mm-hmm. that you said you're nice and i think the rest of it has to do with the fact that you're an attractive burlesque dancer right so there's this weird thing with that certain section of yeah. conservatism, yeah. where if you show too much skin, all of a sudden you're not a conservative, right? Like there's no room for the art. Um, there's no room even for like uh, uh like the e-girl or e-gamer, right? Like, mm-hmm. like they treat women kind of like the, the the Bitcoin tech community treats women, right? It's and and it's very, it's very much uh, like the Victorian age of the United States where men oppressed women, right? And right. said, you couldn't do this and you can't do that. And they were policing bodies and all that stuff, right? And I have my own views on how women should dress and so, on and so forth. But the last thing I'm going to do is go online and tell another woman how she should behave. I'm going to do that with my children right. and how, my people, right? right? But I'm not going to be, you know, up here. So I think that th- what's happening is, you know, and you can correct me if I'm wrong anywhere here, but when you're known for showing a little bit of skin, you have these fringe, I want to even say alt writers too, because they're very protective over white women.
2: Right. Especially
0: like what they call the Nordic European woman, right? They're yeah. their, their queen, right? You rolling a joint?
1: Uh, I was rolling a little spliffy before, but I feel like the weed that I have is making me more anxious. So I'm just doing a straight tobacco one. let will see how that makes me feel.
0: All right, no doubt. Roll up, roll up, roll up, roll up. <gasps>
1: um.
0: So yeah, so, you know, I, yeah, it, it's extent. really, it's really weird. Um, that they do this. What is that experience like with them? Like, so
1: so you know what I'm talking about then, this like subset of Twitter or whatever. Now don't get me wrong. There's a lot of girls that show skin, they're doing the whole MAGA babe and you get all the like normal, like boomer dude. Like they they fly up with fans, right? Right. They go right up there. The the cringier, the better. And um, I'm not talking about those people. Uh, I'm talking about that subset that you were talking about that for some reason is fixated on me. And now my issue too is that like, I think it's a click thing because I don't see why it would be picking on Lady Alchemy um, over like actual porn, like MAGA porn stars or MAGA cringe that just goes like bikini shot MAGA, you know, because it's like my art is like, it's strange and beautiful. And I think there's a certain vibe to it that, I mean, it's not
0: I, IG It's not IG model stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, it's not just like, here's my like booty next to like a car or something, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah. it's very just strange and be- it's clearly artsy. And these people are purposefully trying to remove the artsiness and then just say like poor stripper. Yeah. So it's like, are you really trying to like, you could focus on a real horror stripper out there on the internet if you wanted to. So I don't know why your obsession with me is there, but that's kind of my issue too, with the um, the lack of culture. So these people are like virtue spiraling and it's to the detriment of the right, I think, because if you look at any great, Civilization or whatever, there's great art. You know the art is appreciated. You know when we idolize these like Greek and Roman sculptures or whatever, they're nude. Like the Sistine Chapel and churches, you have paintings of the Renaissance of, of Jesus with this dingling hanging out, the robe falling right off. You know Mary like suckling with her teat out. You know all this stuff. So it's like, are you really going to act like nudity is like? Oh, it's not conservative. Like okay, like. You have to know how to discern what is a thought and what is like artsy you know so uh, it's a lack of culture or you're purposefully ignoring it just because you want to be like part of this little fun click to like hate on someone on the internet so yeah i don't know if i answered your question
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's little boy energy and and i've seen it Mm -hmm. yeah you know that's exactly what it is you know a bunch of immature kids who um have this um you know they talk about the their white ethno state
2: mm-hmm. and they
0: have their idea of this white utopia right and it's beautiful to dream you know um just a lot of the stuff isn't rooted in reality absolutely um, you know and and i think that they want to here's 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 the key to all of this they actually have a crush on you right they actually are jealous they can't have you right so because they can't have you or because they want to possess you, they act out that desire for possession. And the desire for possession is acting out and saying, trying to control you and control your body. Right. And yeah. criticizing for how you are. So it's coming from a place of admiration and a place of weakness. Um, but I've seen I've seen that. All right. So let's so let's 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 talk. Let's talk Trump. Let's talk 2016 a little bit more. Then we're going to talk. um getting canceled and then we're going to talk about race and where we are in 2020. Um, if, if it doesn't get you more canceled, <laughs> cause all right, so 2016, right. Yeah. Um, you're sure you're going to vote for Trump and why do you remember?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I do remember, I think at first I liked, uh, Ted Cruz, you know, I did like Shapiro and all that, and I was like, yeah, Ted Cruz, the re- constitutionalist, like that whole thing. My mom was like Trump, like she'd come to New York City and we're walking around like uh, the this, the High Line, the the walkway, and she's just like, oh, Trump, and I'm just like, shit, you know, like. But then it started to yeah, yeah, it was like summer too, summer 2016, I was like, um, and. I don't know, the vibe, I think you felt it too. The vibe started happening where it was like, nah, he's like, it's funny. Like, <laughs> like it's kind of funny, it's kind of badass. He just kind of says, whatever, like go for it. And then I'm just, I think also I went to like a Breitbart meeting uh, in New York City, a meetup, and I saw Sonny Johnson speak, okay. love, her, love her. And I met Matthew Boyle, who's like, I don't know. He's running Breitbart or something. I don't know what his like exact title is. Um, and I was like, oh, so who who do you think? And he's just like with a smile, He's like Trump. I was like, really? And so I realized everyone's just like, like, yeah, Trump. And it made me think. And I was kind of like, okay, like, because they taught you to like be embarrassed by the Trump thing, you know? Yeah. Like it was just like, oh, that's so crazy and silly, you know? That you should not even even as a Republican, like, oh, come on, really. Uh, yeah. but the more I started to see like my mom, like people, y- you know, society does have an effect on you and it, it kind of opened my eyes to not just like put it off and kind of look, like, look at it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is kind of fun. Like
2: <laughs> this yeah. is getting
1: real fun and means we're getting fun. It just was like a vibe. So I was like, fuck yeah, Trump. And as a New Yorker, I thought he was going to lose. Everyone would tell me he's going to lose. And I was like, well, I'm not trying to just vote for a winner. I'm trying to vote for who I want to vote for. Like I don't care. I'm ready to go back to work in the theater, go backstage with my tail between my legs, go, he lost, but shit was fun. (laughs) But uh, that didn't happen. He won. So I was kind of like, uh, giggling nonstop. But then at the same time I had fear because before the election, Okay, this is what happened, I'm gonna put this out. So before the election, it's 2016, people found out, started to get around. They saw my alternate profile. They started looking at my blogs and I was backstage. Let me start again. There was a a black girl who is a beautiful, she's like Naomi Campbell, uh, who worked at the theater front of house. She was like, uh, you know, front of house, not a performer. And uh, I was friends with her on Facebook. And she made this post about not seeing people, like she can still be friends with people without having to see them all the time. Like having that like dependency on seeing them all the time. And I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, I feel that because, you know, I see you every day at work and I consider you my friend, you know? And I wanted to know like, you're my friend. So like, I don't hang out with you outside of work and stuff, but I feel like you're my friend. And then there's another girl who is a singer, a performer there, who's like total Black Lives Matter, like the shaved head, like really like angry black woman. I don't know if that's racist to say, sorry. Um, <laughs> she's that angry Black Lives Matter black woman, and she commented, Excuse me, miss, aren't you a Trump supporter? Meaning you are racist, homophobic, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know, my basic bitch conservatism days, I was like. Um, No, like I judge people by the content of their character and -and so-and-so has been nothing but polite, like nice to me and I like her, she's my friend. And uh, she's like, Excuse me, we've seen your tweets, we all have, like, please explain to me how you can consider her your friend, blah blah blah. And so I start to explain, I was like, Well, like, aren't you against Black Lives Matter and all that stuff? And I was like, Yeah, I'm against terrorist groups and you know, maybe you should rethink the Democratic Party, you know, all this stuff and blah blah blah. And she was like, I'm not listening to anything from a racist. Bye, you know? Okay, I thought you wanted an explanation, blah blah. <laughs> Um, so that scared me because I'm so sensitive and emotional. I was really freaked out. This is a girl that I work with. She's the singer. She, uh, she's the host at this club. So, um, I was really nervous about going to work and I was backstage and I was really like, oh, uh, like stressed and nervous. And there's like another guy, he's like some gay guy that works on like in crew. He's like part of, uh, yeah, you know, what they call it with crew, uh, backstage people with the headsets and stuff. And yeah. he was like um just talking to me i was like yeah i'm really nervous like you know kim said the name i was (laughs) like so so and so you know made this post on facebook and she tagged me and they're like yeah i saw that and they're just like it's fucked up blah blah blah. and another burlesque dancer heard me talking to this guy and was like what are you talking about like i was like oh just like kim kind of like went after me on facebook and Uh, fuck, I said her name, and uh, and she's like, yeah, I heard all about it, and I read your blog, and I have to say, I'm not impressed. And she started like fighting with me and yelling at me. Trump's not racist, like we all know. Like this whole thing, this is like 2016,
2: right? Yeah.
1: We're going into that type. I'm like, well, how's he racist? It's like the Mexicans. Like, well, I mean, you know, and we're like. this this land belongs to everyone, stolen land, like the whole shit. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Trying to be like, well, we can agree to disagree. you know, like trying to like passively like stop the argument. I'm like, ugh. And then I started to notice all of the like cold shoulders. Like people, every time someone comes into the dressing room I'm like, hey, hello. You know, and it was just like someone that I knew an aerialist or something would come in. I'm like, hello, and it was just, and I'm like, oh, that costume, that looks great. And it's just like,
2: wow, and Oh my like, god.
1: okay, you know, uh, a lot of like turning the head and ignoring me or picking a fight with me. Um, so it just became very, very uncomfortable. So when Trump won, I read, oh, sorry, even before this, there was meetings about me and I got pulled into a meeting from my, uh, by my director, the director of Uh, and he's like some gay guy, Hillary supporter. And he pulled me in and he said, uh, you know, I sat down with him. It's like, okay, so there's been some talk and we've had a meeting about you because people were complaining about your politics. And I'm just like, none of this has to do with (laughs) lady alchemy. You know, like I'm not, I'm trying to do this on my real name. Yeah. And what the, and he was like, and you know, to be fair, love the guy. He was like, and, um, you know, but to be honest, you know, we love your work, we love what you do, and uh, who are we to judge? Because we have performances where we have someone urinating on an American flag. We, you know, they have definitely anti-Trump performances going on. They, uh, oh, that host that came after me, she would say shit on stage. She was just like, oh, "Look at you, white bitches, you need some black dick in you. That's what you need," you know. And then like, she would just say like really racist shit all the time, and I'm just kind of like god you know but kept it to myself Uh, always calling trump hitler like all all these things and so they were very political with their performances and in that theater but i wasn't i was doing it privately and so he was saying to be fair the guy was the the director was like you know we have performances that are really controversial so who are we to judge so like whatever it's fine just like don't like there was like this talk about like don't be attacking people kind of thing. Right. And so I felt like protected. I was like, Ooh, okay, good. Then when the election happened, I was really freaked out because I was like, how do I go back into work now? Everyone's going to be mad at me. Like, They're going to look at me and be like, you did this. Like, You're like demonic kind of thing. Yeah. So I was scared and I talked to the producer like the day after the election, I got a call from the producer and he, and I would like expressed my concern about coming back to work and he was just like well yeah you know this is like really sad for a lot of people and blah blah blah, blah. and you know you have like maybe you should just like not come back for uh, like we won't have you like regularly because I was there every night. Like, we won't have you regularly every night right now. Like, well, we're trying to work on some like budget thing anyway, but we'll let you know when when we want your beautiful performances, like uh, to to book that. I worked every day for two years there, every day. Suddenly, day after the election, I'm not working there anymore and I was never called back. And there are specific people, performers, that really, really made sure to cancel me. Uh. That, That was their objective.
0: And you know, and and that's my beef with the left, right? Like they complain about Trump supporters, but I'm like, you guys are the dealer. You you hold all the cards. You literally control every facet of society.
1: Where? And it didn't end there. So, okay, lost that gig with the theater that I worked at regularly. That was my like dream job when I first started or less because I was like, that like it's like Studio 54. That was the coolest fucking place to work at. I was yeah. like, fuck yeah. So I lost my dream, like, theater job. And then um, my agent was like, um, everyone's saying you're a Nazi. What's going on? And I was just like, oh God, you know. And then they like sent her a link that they were like, the other performers were like feeding her stuff about me. And they're like, so and so saying this. And they're saying they're basically saying that you're like the devil. And then she was like, um, well, what's this? And she sent me a link that they were sending her uh, a link to an article that Antifa wrote about me, basically doxing me. And uh, they wrote about the election night party that I had and saying, cause there was like a lot of proud boys, like what have you, and Gavin was there. And so they were just like, this. Fight. I was like, that's Antifa. And I'm trying to explain to this lady what Antifa is. Like, they are far extreme leftists. They're like, they, that's not right, you know, what they're saying. And she's just like, people are saying this, like, what does Western chauvinism mean? I had to explain to her, like, things. And she's um, Chinese-American. So mm-hmm. she was kind of like, this is crazy. This is like the Reds in China. You know? She was just, like, like flabbergasted. But, like, she liked me and didn't want to stop booking me. Then she heard, like, oh, you know, they said that you're calling them fat and ugly. I was like, yeah, because they are fat. And like, you know burlesque? they're fat and old and ugly. Okay. So when they started attacking me and canceling me, I was kind of like, oh, fucking fat bitches. Right. And so there she's like, oh, you know, like, don't call them fat. Not- I was like, they're calling me a Nazi. And she was like, well, you know, you can control being a Nazi. Like you choose to be a Nazi, but you don't choose to be fat. And it's like, first of all, I'm not a Nazi. So all, <laughs> like, oh, yes, you do control being fat. Okay. Yeah,
2: you definitely so- control that.
1: I don't know what we're, we're, so sometimes she would get SJW cause she's like, she is in that world and she is Americanized. She is an artsy like person, but her having that like Chinese background was like, this is kind of like the Reds, you know? And I was like, yeah, it's the Reds in China. This is exactly what's happening. Mm. So then my, uh, and then they started telling her, if you continue to book her, we're not working your, your gigs anymore. So she pretty much got ganged up on and said, you need to stop booking her. Otherwise we're all like, blacklisting you as a, as an agent. And so she had no choice but to say like, I can't book you anymore. Uh, so I lost the agent. Uh, then I just like kept trying to like pick myself back up and find other gigs, find other performances. I had this one lady that was a belly dancing instructor, old lady, and she was putting on a show called Make America Sexy Again at the Slipper Room. And uh, I was like, I don't think you want to book me. She was like, oh, bro, that's girls are so fast. I want lady alchemy. And I was like, I don't think you want to book me. Like I'm a pariah right now. She goes, what are they going to do? Like not play your music? I want you. I was like, okay. So we rehearsed, we did this whole thing, blah, blah, blah. Day before the show, she calls me so upset going, I sent in the roster with your name on it. And they got back to me and said that you're a racist, anti-feminist and that you insulted the burlesque community and that you need to be replaced or the show's canceled. Like she was so distraught. I was like, listen, go do the show. I'm out of it. Don't worry. Don't feel bad about it. She was so distraught. And she's like, so sad and i had to explain she's like well what does not feminist mean i was like well you know how they like shit on men all the time and like blah, blah blah explaining to her she goes yeah yeah that's true that's true i was like okay and then you know as far as insulting the burlesque community I mean, a lot of them are fat and ugly and she goes yeah they are and then i was like and the racist bit i'm not a racist and she goes i know like with a sigh you know it was just like really like unfortunate what's happening so they would follow me around and do that. And then I had this one girl. I'm sorry I'm talking to you so much.
0: No, oh, this guy. is your interview. This is, this is, this is, I'm <laughs> Oprah at this point. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then I had this one girl that was in the performing community that knew as me. It was like a super psycho. Like she was married to uh, a guy that divorced her because he was gay. He like he turned like gay or something. She's such a feminist, turned him gay. And was like nonstop obsessed, like obsessive over that. And would write about her like relationship nonstop uh would always do these things jabbing at like republicans and republican women she has this fixation with republican women who is this now what this girl that is in my performing community okay and uh particular girl i don't don't know she who shall (laughs) not be named let's just say (laughs) that right now it's fucking bitch psycho i don't even want to summon her name into my energy (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) um she has a problem with who what You say she has a problem with a certain archetype of, I guess, Trump women.
1: Yeah, uh, of Republican women, even before Trump, it was like this. So she would do like acting and stuff, and she would make like little skits and do like these little, like, really hodgepodge home videos of like her acting, where she's just like making fun of whatever Republican woman at the time is going on, like going back years. And so she has a fixation on Republican women. She's very strange. So when she found out I was a Republican and then I hang, I'm hanging out with Gavin and, and whatever. She went fucking psycho. She started like watching every single episode of Gavin, taking her, she's an old older woman than me. She took like a camcorder and started recording the screen with the camcorder. And Gavin would say inappropriate shit. He said some really inappropriate shit, okay? Like in my opinion, does. like we were talking about the people that were attacking me, and he was like looking at the comments, and he was like, That person looks like a tranny. And I was like, Gavin, you're not allowed to say tranny. He was,
2: <laughs>
1: oh, sorry, gender N word is what he said in my presence. Oh,
2: oh you man. smiled.
1: You smiled. You're not allowed to <laughs> smile because what did I do? I'm on Gavin's show. You laughed. So I, I'm on Gavin's show.
0: Wait, he said, You gender N word?
1: Yeah.
0: Gender nigga?
1: Yeah. Oh man, he I got to clip yeah. this, They got to clip it. You're, You're in trouble, me, man.
2: man. <laughs> so, uh, no, All I'm right. in
1: trouble because I'm smiling. I got to smile, oh, I'm not to smile. So basically what happened was, he said that in my presence on the show, and I just went oh, and I like awkwardly laughed and we changed the subject. Like, what am I supposed oh, to do? Man. I mean, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. He could say whatever he wants. I didn't yeah. think. So what this girl did was like zoom in on me of him saying it, like I became canceled because Gavin said something and I laughed, mm. I, I awkwardly laughed at it. So mm. I like, she got that footage. She starts making videos about me, like hit pieces, put them online, started collaborating with like alt-right people that went to Charlottesville to be against me. So it's like, is this really about politics? Cause you just collaborated with someone that went to Charlottesville. Okay, so you obviously have a deep rooted, like hate at me for this point. Um, and she put in false tips to the FBI, which she admitted to everything. Okay. She has a blog, and I have that shit saved. She is so proud of her fighting Nazis that she wrote an entire blog about it, how she contacted the FBI. Um, she put in a false tip to the FBI, saying that my husband, or my fiance at the time, who is British, is a terrorist trying to come to the country, and that it's like green card marriage, which they take very seriously. They took more seriously than the terrorist accusation was the green card bit. So... Um, yeah, and so he hasn't been able to come back to America since election night. I have, my, my husband hasn't been to America since 2016. And he hasn't met my family, and we are trying to, you know, sort that out and get him, visa, get him to come here. But it's, it's happening, but <clears throat> that's the damage that they've done to me in my life. And they continue to do it, because I sent you the other day for 4th of July, another cancellation. I came back to New York after being, leaving the country. They won. Okay, they won. I left New York. I left performing. I got a job in DC working with Daily Caller. Now I work in conservative media. Not my thing. Okay. Not my thing. Fuck that shit. Both media left and right fucking bullshit. They all it's like milkshakes. All they want to do is like feed you like bullshit to get angry at the other side. It's like <sighs> um so I hate media. But anyway, so I started working. That's basically the They started contacting like salon, all these like media outlets to do hit pieces on me. They tried to like send them my burlesque stuff. Like they didn't fucking know I did burlesque. That's why they hired me. Um, So trying to send them stuff like, it's this conservative. You want her working here So they were actively trying to get me fired and get me canceled in my new career. They won, they got me, they got rid of me in burlesque. Why are you following me around now? What if I worked at Starbucks? Are they gonna then go to that Starbucks and say, you have a Nazi working for you, fire her, fire her. What if I'm panhandling on the street? Are you gonna walk by and tell everyone not to give me money? Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. What do you want from me?
0: Yeah. Well, you look like a Nazi. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh let me read some super chats is you 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 said so much it's just like i'm just like i'm sorry
1: i'm sorry yeah
0: no it's no don't apologize it's really good aztec mecca thank you he said peace and love hotel nation shout out to the beautiful lady uh beautiful lady a loving this uncomfortable conversation um you know it's it's like like i'm relating to it but i'm a black guy right you're a a a nazi white woman right (laughs) I am <laughs>
1: Can I nod or
0: You know, it's I was blackballed from left wing from left wing media, right? You know, um New York popular radio host has tweeted on Twitter and said, I'm not allowed up there. Like they I'm just not allowed at the main radio station in New York City. Was
1: it hot ninety seven or some shit?
0: Exactly. Ah fuck them. Okay. Yeah. Back. Yeah, so Ebro has said, I'm not allowed up at Hot 97. In fact, one day I had a podcast episode um, scheduled with one of my friends in that building uh, who works at, for Hot 97. And when I tweeted I was on my way, I got a call five minutes later, literally that said, yo, I have to reschedule a podcast. Podcast never got rescheduled. Yeah, yeah. Um. so I know what you're going through, you know, and um. for sure it's it's a very weird time yeah you know i i never i never expected even for myself i never expected to be ostracized from any industry period right yeah. um for so so one thing i do relate with is the name thing right you were going under lady a and then you go to martina Marcata. right so i was hotep jesus right and i wouldn't use my real name because i was in a professional world and i'm yeah. like i like i remember one day i was at a startup and i worked with a feminist literally and they so said something about twitter i'm like my, like my heart just started racing i'm like yeah i hope yeah. they didn't find my account I hope they didn't find my account and they literally asked me do you have a, a twitter account i'm like no nah, i don't really get into twitter so i immediately created like this other profile of brian sharp like my real name and then, like, so if they f- ask, I can just send them that one, right? So right. I was like running under this whole other thing, so they wouldn't right. find out. And it's like, it, it's 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 scary. It's a very scary place we are now because you are definitely being—I don't know if oppressed is the right word, but suppress is definitely the right word. Ostracized. They're taking away your ability to create income for yourself and take care of yourself. They
1: want to actively erase me too, from history. They started actively removing ad campaigns, things that I've been in. They started copyright striking things that we collaborated on. They wanted to erase me. And that mm. feels so, you know, to want to, to be, to feel like you're being erased and all your work is like heartbreaking.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel the heartbreak because I can't I can't relate to my people sometimes, especially black women. Like, I find it really hard to be around black women um, unless they're of the hotep variety. If they're the hotel variety, I feel like right at home, like uh, I'm with my queens, like they get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Whereas the. Majority of blacks, as you already know, are definitely more on the liberal side of things, and
1: which is like surprising to me. Genuinely, not for that conservative like talking point, but like I lived in in Bushwick, Brooklyn, right before it got super hipster, and. I lived like my neighbors were they were like red they were they were in gangs they were part of the reds you know and they got the teardrop tattoo they're they're definitely like oh you want to see my gun definitely not a legal gun you know like there were gangsters and yeah. um, I lived in in this really black community and election day I went to go vote in Kings County you know and went to the voting area and I see when you sign in You could see like your name on a list and there's like an R next to it. And I just quickly glanced at the paper and it was all D, 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 D. And I was just like, why? Like, why though? Like, I don't get it. Like, I genuinely don't. Like a lot, and also the community was very religious. Like I had a lot of churches, a lot of the really nice, decent like black folk that go to church, you know? Like the old black man in his hat that says, hi to you every day and he's sweeping his front little like uh, sidewalk area and it's like why are you guys democrat like I don't
0: know so yeah I, I hear you it's- yeah yeah so you know it's disheartening for me to see that my people are one way but once a certain topic is brought up they completely flip and it's like that's not how you live right this is right. not how you live like you're, you're completely contradicting yourself right. by even supporting these people you know and it's like and it's like well if it's fuck whitey then it should be fuck all of the white people right it shouldn't be just trump it should be trump and biden right all together like don't be a hypocrite you know um if there's white supremacy you can't remove the democrats from that system of white supremacy if you say there's a system of white supremacy you know so it's just a lot of very contradicting things i'm sorry that you had to you know so how do you how do you bounce back from this like how do you
1: I don't know, I mean, I'm in the middle of this shit. I thought that after a few years, it would kind of like settle down and people would be like, they they called you a Nazi for liking Trump? That's crazy, you yeah, know? But here yeah. we are in 2020 and it's even worse. Like, yeah. I didn't think it could get worse. I thought it was gonna just like mellow out and what happened to me was gonna be like unreal like to people and it was like, that sounds crazy. Like, yeah, well, at the time you had to be there, 2016, wild right. time. And now here we are 2020 and it's gone even farther now. Okay, so before 2016 was, if you say the wrong thing, you have the wrong beliefs, you know, you get attacked. Now, 2020, I realize if you don't even say anything, you get attacked because the other, I don't know, a month or so, ago, whatever that blackout thing happened, it was like I was posting in the middle of the night some pictures on my Lady Alchemy Instagram, photo shoot and stuff. And I started getting attacks and like, oh, so you're why are you posting this series when it's supposed to be this like whole Black Lives Matter, like blackout thing And I had no idea. I was like, what <laughs> talking about like this is my art account. I'm posting art on it. I'm not doing politics. Go find a political account. She's like, just everyone other art that's not an excuse other artists are are doing this and blah, blah blah and basically if you're not posting the black square if you're not actively promoting black lives matter then you get targeted so it's gotten even worse now now it's it's like your silence what, the, what is it say your silence your silence is, is violence yeah so silence is violence. they've taken it to the next level where you can't even be quiet about your beliefs if you don't agree because then they sniff that out and go well you didn't speak up
0: yeah but i mean like what what if like you're just not glued into what the world is glued into and you know nothing about what's going on in politics and you're just posting on your art account because this is your art account it's like i have to
1: include politics in what i do now now you do like
0: or otherwise you're complicit in something yep
1: that's literally what they're doing now and i'm just shocked because honestly you know when the left attacked me too about stuff and oh, didn't you go on and in show this or that? I'm like, I don't care anymore. I was like, fuck the right too, fuck them all. Like I don't care about any of the politics, and they don't take that. They don't like. They don't accept that. That's not nah.
0: That's not that's not allowed either. You, you yeah. see the it's either you with us or you are you against us. Yeah, my friend has a, a shop, uh, brick and mortar shop. I'm not gonna say what type in the hood. Um, And uh, he didn't post a black box. And he got, he woke up to like all these comments. He didn't post a black box because... He's running a startup with me like we're like doing right. stuff like he right. didn't even know anything about it right and then he just woke up the next morning and his facebook on his business account was like your silence is deafening and he's like wait what happened <laughs> he's like what happened somebody catching me up yeah like,
1: and that's how i felt because honestly i am trying to say what i mean obviously i follow a lot of like political stuff on twitter so i do see things like still but for the most part, I'm tapped out. I don't work at Rebel anymore. I don't work at Daily Caller anymore. Like I don't, I don't have to be tuned into it anymore. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't need to. And honestly, it's not for me. I'm an artist. That's what my passion is. So I was all like excited to like, you know, put some like edits on a photo, have some like lens flares on this old photo shoot. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna post and have these beautiful like alchemy quotes and and then suddenly I'm being attacked for like something and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what?
0: <laughs> I didn't get that. email. Like,
1: yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, well, I didn't know. And the thing is about that too, is that I find it so strange how they were like attacking instead of going, Hey, just so you know, there's this thing happening where everyone is posting a black box in solidarity for black lives matter. Just so you know, that would have been, like I would have accepted that. I would have right. been like, oh, okay. Thanks for letting me know. Wouldn't have posted a black box, but like there wasn't aware. that conversation. There was right. just a It was like, how dare you post something? I was like, dude, you could at least let me know. I didn't know. There was no niceness to it, which nah, is how they function.
0: Yeah. And so when I tell people like we live in a communist nation, I'm like, and then your your agent says, you know, a monster of the Reds. It's just like, bro, like the the Bolsheviks have definitely taken over the left. Um, they are steering the car for the left, and you know, like, so what do we? How do we fix this? How do we?
1: Right. Right. So this is my disappointment with the right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is that. We are so caught up in being the next e-celeb that it's all about getting that viral video, going out to some fucking, uh, what is it called? Rally, going to some Antifa thing, going out on the streets, getting attacked, and then posting that video and getting that clout, okay? Everyone's an activist. Everyone wants to be an activist. Everyone wants to be an e-celeb. So our main thing like, is that we're still stuck in 2016, which is why I criticized Trump's tweet about like, 2016 again, yay. I was like, really? This whole thing is stuck in 2016 because sure that worked in 2016, but like I'm over it. We need to take the next steps. And everyone is so focused on bitching about Netflix, bitching about Hollywood, bitching about what the left has done, bitching about fucking people on the streets at some rally. What we need to do is do like what they did, not as in like be as bad as them, But what did they do that actually worked? What they did, because like, let me tell you, these super SJWs, that's not, like, that's not really what changed the world, like the society, okay? Like, even Democrats sometimes are like, all right, those people will go over, you know, over the top there. What worked was the long march into the institutions. You know, golden age of Hollywood was Republican. There was McCarthyism. We were trying to keep the communists away. They snuck in quietly. They were not activists. They were quietly snuck in, started changing, shifting Hollywood, shifting like the narrative of what's happening. They got in th- through um, into the universities, started changing things, started becoming professors, started changing the curriculum. Started, you know, that's how they they change society. And so we don't need any more activists, any more like Twitter celebs. What we need are people going into the institutions, doing the long march. Instead of saying, ah, oh, fuck Holly. fuck the arts, why do you even care about a leftist thing? Because it matters, okay? It matters. Like, everyone watches TV. Everyone, I mean, okay, maybe you don't watch TV. People watch Netflix, people watch shows, people yeah. watch movies.
0: Some, like, some form of media.
1: Yeah, people want to be entertained. You listen to music. You know, tell, I wanna, what do you do? Sit there and play solitaire with an old fashioned a pack of cards all day long, like you consume media. So, right. you know, it is important and you shouldn't brush it off. And instead of complaining about kid drag queens, how about help promote another artist that is like doing something. And that's what we don't really do. We don't, ha- I don't see the support for other artists, for other creat- creators and, and things like that outside of activism. And I think that's a mistake.
0: That's, that's a huge point you just made because, uh, uh, the, the right is antiquated. It's full of boomers. Right. Um, and so when you'll attack or criticize one of these cloud chasers, one of these right wing cloud chasers, they act like all hell is going to break loose if this person falls from grace. Right. Mm. And I'm just like, yo, this person has no power in America whatsoever. Right. The only thing they have power over is yo dumbass. Right right? You are sending them money and you're the one supporting them. It's the only thing they have control of. They're not going to change the trajectory of America. They're actually sending you backwards with their rhetoric.
1: Because they want to keep complaining about the left and they're stuck yes. in that bubble of complaining. They're yeah. not actively fixing it. Okay. So I thought after 2016, we can start to create the world we want to live in. Yes. complaining About everything about the left. Well, what is it? What, what world do you want to live in? Let's actively build that. And that's what I want to do. But like you said, you got some investor that's amazing. Like, you know, donating some money, shit like that for your company. That's the kind of shit that we need. We need benefactors. We need people that can see the importance of things outside of activism and invest in those things so that we can start doing our long march and start taking back culture and the country. Without that, we're stuck.
0: It's just you know it's just not sexy right and i think that's and it's not microwaved people want it fast they want it now and those quick hits of digs at the left are what's in right now you know yeah. and for a while i played that game it was it was a very fun game um and then i shattered their dreams when i would criticize somebody on the right but i was i was toying with them i was trying to show them like the mirror but right it was it it, it, it it in 2016 it amazed me that I could say the most simplest thing the most smallest brain thing as long as it was criticizing the left it went viral and I'm like yo liberals suck viral like wow, <laughs> like, that's it that's all it took like just I'm a black guy that said liberals suck Democrats <laughs> suck viral right yeah like, I can type that now and it'll go viral yeah. right? and it's just like we don't expect more from people like, like,
1: exactly. So we need to be expecting more at this point. Like, this is the next level. Okay, guys, like, we need to do something more. It may not be as glamorous, not getting all that Twitter attention and being a teacher, but you are able to shape the youth. You are able to make a difference in that institution that you're at. Maybe it's not as glamorous going to law school and not being Twitter famous and, you know, doing whatever, but, you are a lawyer that people can depend on, like that we can depend on, that we can go to, and that's what's needed, you know? Like, it's not always as glamorous because you're not going to get the fame and the Twitter (laughs) reaction, but it's needed. And I I think,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely needed. Um, And and here's the other problem I'd like to illustrate. The, The clout chasers, like I said before, are setting the country back, all of us, they're setting us back. And mostly I think it's because they're, they're attracting so much attention that the attention doesn't go where it needs to go.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. So in my comic book that I'm working on, actually I, I, I there's something about that where I have my character Lady Alchemy is performing, right? And uh, well, there's other performers and it's like, based on their life, these other bitches are performing. And I've seen this happen in real life where they perform and it's like all about them, like they're taking everyone's attention. because Performance is like a ritual, you know, it's like a magical ritual because Mm. everyone's attention is focused on you. So what do you do with that attention? Mm. Some of them absorb it. And they're just like me, me, me. But when I would perform, I would sense everyone's energy i could see everyone they're all focused on me and i have their attention what do i do with that i try to feed it back to them mm. you know like i want to have that energy vibrate back to them and they can feel something back and i think mm. that's what you're getting at is that like all these twitter E whatever they have all this attention what are they doing with it they're just still racking up more attention points and money attention points money attention points money when they should be taking all that attention and power that they hold on social media and doing something powerful with it yeah and i'm not seeing that from too many people
2: yeah,
0: yeah. They're, they're, they keep us so distracted, you know. They're they're, and that's what they're designed to do. That's what useful idiots are designed to do: keep us distracted. And like I said the other night, I said, um, you know, if the right is have a uh, right and the left are having a certain conversation, that's not probably not the conversation you need to be having. The conversation is, like you said, you know, that that long term thinking, uh, reinfiltrating the uh, uh, education institutions, having babies, so on and so forth. You know, um, you're complaining mm-hmm. about how many babies the left kills. It's just like, well, why don't you make triple? Right. <laughs>
1: I, that, that's I'm guilty. I got to get to that ASAP. But yeah. For some babies. <laughs> yeah. I, I need babies ASAP. I'm in my thirties, man. It's got to happen.
0: Yeah. It was about that time. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, clock is fucking ticking. No. And it's funny because I remember saying that too, before I met my husband and I was backstage and I was like, yeah, I think I like hit 30. And uh, it's very hard to date in New York. And I don't know about how Jersey is or or wherever tri-state area. Um, But like, fuck, it's hard. It's hard. Why is it hard? I don't know, in New York, man, it's like all the women are like feminists. So they're all like independent women. But then all the men are also like perpetual frat boys who just wanna like fuck another model next week. You know what I mean? Uh, There's another model walking around or some other chick like-
0: Is unlimited supply.
1: So they can kind of party and like hang out all the time. It's very, very difficult. But yeah, before I met my husband, I remember being backstage. I was talking to another girl when we were getting ready. And I was like, you know, I really want to, I need to find a man because I'm 30. Like it's going to take time to develop the relationship. And then like, I'm going to need kids. Like it needs to happen like now. And uh, she was just like, you don't need men. Men are just accessories to use like for like sex and shit like you don't need kids and you know like that's that's the mentality that they all have. I mean, I've dated men that were like 42, never married, never kids, you know, incredibly wealthy and they and I'm just like, it's weird. I don't know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. What are you doing? It's New York.
0: Yeah, it's like the left is anti-life. Yeah. They, they you know that's the the vibe I get. is just everything about them is just completely anti-life. Um uh, somebody's name is fuck Google <laughs> thank oh, yeah. you he said uh hats <laughs> off to Hotep revealing the anti-culture thank you appreciate you Jeff Charles he said Martina how do you think people like yourself can fight back against cancel culture and what can others do to help Jeff Charles, uh, you know, before she answers that question, I think you should uh get her uh do an interview with her uh um on your uh publication, man, and, and talk oh, about. That'd
1: be awesome, thank you. I mean, I need all the support I can get because like I said, um I'm not in with the in crowd. So oh. I get attacked by the left, but then I get ignored by the right. So I don't get that positive like you know, balance. I don't I don't get the balancing of the scales happen often. So I really do appreciate if people want to take me on and stuff, that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah, so so so, do you have an answer to that? How do you think people like yourself can fight back against cancel culture and what can others do to help?
1: Yeah, I don't know about, I gotta think about the fighting back, but I'm looking up because my husband sent me a link and I want to share it with you guys because he said this okay. is a really, really uh, a great thing that's happening. Um,
0: well, so while you look that up, I'll just kind of dive I'm in on sorry. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given up. Uh, I'll be honest. Uh, I've, I've washed my hands with um, people, period. Black people, leftists, rightists. I've washed my hands. I don't know if you've seen my Twitter recently, but um, after speaking to John McAfee and Young Farrell, and I just, my mind has been so expanded since then that, um, you know, it's all about shut up and code at this point. You know, I'm just like, shut up and build. So, um, you know, while everybody's complaining about the future, I'm focused on creating it and, right. and that's just what's gonna happen over here. So, like, we'll do a 10 year look back and you're gonna be like, yo, how the fuck did Hotep Jesus become a black George Soros? <laughs> a,
1: benevol-
0: a benevolent one? Though. Um, you'll, you'll understand why because I shut mm-hmm. the fuck up, you know? Um, that's my suggestion. I think everybody needs to just shut the fuck up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, I mean, not shut up as in like censor yourself, but it's like right. you don't need to be the activist. You don't, you know what, like you, and I understand like the need to want to express yourself, which is why I got into my trouble because I think it is healthy to be able to express yourself and sure. you know, hold it in. It's, it's, it can be, it can be really unhealthy and drive you crazy. So I understand Absolutely. that. Deep. I mean, maybe find like some sort of club or, um, you know an outlet where it won't affect you like on social media or something but like a place where you can go to where you don't have to like feel really like mentally crazy holding it in but my husband shared something i'm put in the chat right now actually it's a link share links yeah it's called unwoke.hr and um it's apparently a website to find work that are it says hire thinkers not activists Hire courageous, free-thinking, and freedom-loving individuals—not ideologues whose only agenda is to weaponize your brand and business to further a radical cause. So, there's an unwoke uh, dot HR where I guess you can find—that's awesome—you can find jobs that do not focus on wokeness. So,
0: really, that's so necessary. That's so, so. Yeah, necessary. I mean,
1: I think it's unfortunate that that's where we're at right now. Right. But it is necessary because, I mean, even finding new gigs or whatever. I I have a roommate and she's like, "Well, you know, why don't you work here or or work there and apply here?" And I'm just like, "I'm afraid one person has to find Google my name, and then it's going to be this whole thing that I don't want to deal with."
2: You know, yeah, so, yeah.
1: It's unfortunate that this is needed. But it is, and I think it's really cool. So I don't know. Maybe let's all get on it. Either offer jobs, get jobs, and uh, deal with the unwoke.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna get on there. That's that's definitely right up my alley. Um, cool. But yeah, you know, the, the, like I said, you know, being in the tech space, um, the companies that I work with literally work with me because they don't mind my politics or they enjoy my politics, right. you know, like my AI company, they said, yo, your politics are on point. We love it. You're, you're safe here, you know, because sometimes I go into these meetings and I'm like, have they Googled Hotep Jesus and how much of my content have they watched, right? right. Because, right. you know, uh, I don't know what video they'll land on and how right. they will feel about that. And, but usually, yeah. you know, now, um, it's become a bonus for me in some spaces because people are wanting to work with me because it's like, we can hire a black guy who's super intelligent and we don't have to worry about, you know, some black lives matter nonsense right. happening. Right? And, right. and we, can, we can talk freely. We can have these conversations, you know? Um, and I don't have to, um, cause you know, I personally, I might discriminate in the hiring process. I might not hire a black person, right? Because I'm like, or I might not hire a feminist because I'm like, I just don't want to deal with a headache. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and right. I might not hire a super pro Trump guy either. Cause I just don't want to deal with bullshit. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: right. totally. Yeah, I, know, nice. I, I hear you. Cause like, I mean, there are instances too, where I've, I've organized photo shoots. So if I'm not working, there's this thing called the free trade where you have a really amazing photographer. Who probably charges like seven to ten grand for like a wedding or like whatever, like amazing photographer. And they need subjects to take pictures of. So models also charge money. You go to an agency and you you know, they you have to pay a lot of money to get a model. So there's something called free trade where there's no money involved. Okay, pictures for free, you model for free, you both get pictures, you both created artwork, boom, portfolio, there you go. So sometimes I I find really amazing photographers, and I want to work with them. And we set up a, a free trade, we get the photo shoot, I show up with all my stuff, we do the thing the entire time I am anxious and nervous, because I'm like, I don't know what they think. Uh, do they know who I really am? Have they looked <laughs> me up? Uh, I, what do I say? Can I like say things? Like I'm trying to like figure out, figure them out by the things they say. And yeah. so we're like walking on eggshells and that fucking sucks, you know? Oh, it's... And it's like, do I really have to go and find photographers that align with me politically? Like that sucks, it's stupid. But yeah. it's where I'm at right now. And yeah. there are, there's, there's, there's actually other people in the burlesque community other people in the arts, other amazing photographers and, and people in the arts, music, uh, people that do the engineering, the music engineering stuff, whatever. And they do come to me and they come to me in private DMs and say, fucking it's fucking crazy. Like I'm on your side. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm totally one of you, by the way, but they I can't don't say want to be out So you're yeah. there. And maybe that's another thing is that I, I tell people not to really put because they, they sometimes they look up to me for doing like for getting cancelled and what happened to me and being like, you know, it's so great. It's so you, you're so brave that you could be out. I was like, I don't want this. I never <laughs> right. fucking wanted this. And I don't recommend it.
2: Shut yeah. the fuck
1: up. You know, like don't don't even get involved because you don't want this headache and the right will not support you because it's the art. So like don't yeah. even bother. But um yeah. I forgot what I was going to say with that, but yeah, I'm just kind of like, don't, don't idolize it. Don't get involved. Just-
0: it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. You know, Like I said, you know, I, if I had to do this all over again, I would not be hotel Jesus. Nobody would know who I am and I'd be completely behind yeah. the scenes doing something.
1: Oh yeah. So I remember now I'm looping back into it where, but I think there should be a point where there is enough of us that are kind of like in support of lady alchemy that, uh, can tell the others to just fuck off, you know? Yeah. Okay. You know what? You're the one that's going to be fired from this gig because you can't seem to get along with everyone. You either show up, be professional or fuck off. So right. I think there should be a time where the, everyone else kind of tells the, the few loud, annoying ones to get over it, be professional, Over it, so I hope that there's a point that people rally and kind of support instead of be scared.
2: Right.
0: So, let's talk race. Okay. Since you're a a a former Nazi. (laughs)
1: Former (laughs) Nazi. Okay. Earlier in the stream, I was a Nazi. So cool. We're progressing.
0: (laughs) Between then and now, between then and now, you stop being being a Nazi.
1: Yeah. Um, What's up?
0: What What do you? There's talks of a race war. Do you see that as a a truth that is possible, that we'll have a race war in America?
1: I don't know. I mean, sometimes in this like political hyper-focus like group that we're in and like Twitter, it certainly seems that way. Um, I can see a major difference because when I first went to college in like 2003, Um, I went up to SUNY Cobleskill upstate. I don't know if you know that that, but it's an agriculture school, and it's basically everyone gets accepted. It's like a community college where you get to go away, uh, you know, live in a doormat. And so there were. It's an agriculture school. Technically, they had an articulation agreement with Cornell, um, and so uh, ag business, all that stuff. A lot of farmers it wasn't really my thing. It was just I don't know. I, I started off there, did really well, then went to NYU. But my point is that they also had a really good basketball program and it was really easy to get into. So a lot of inner city black kids would go to Cobleskill and they had an amazing basketball team. So we had this mix of inner city, New York City, black kids, Hicks, you know, and there was Confederate flags hanging out the window of our dorms. Never noticed any race fight. No problems. I mean I got along with all black kids. They're always like, "Damn girl, you got a booty for a white girl." You know like they loved <laughs> it.
2: You know,
1: like they thought I was like a badass white chick. They loved it. Yeah. So, um I, it, it, there was no race problems from what I saw, I'm mean, sure. Sometimes there's like of course there's racism. Racism happens. There it will happen, but I didn't see racial tension in 20 uh 2003. Now, I mean there are moments where I'm on the subway and there is a black guy preaching race war. White people are gonna burn, and I'm just like looking around. I'm like, I'm the only white chick here.
2: <laughs> you know? Oh like, my god! Oh yeah, you see that in New
1: York. You know? And then I'm like yeah. sitting on the subway in Bushwick, and like I'm sitting on the you know waiting for the, the subway, and next to me is a, a little girl, black girl, and her grandmother. And I could hear them talking. This was when Obama was still president, but it was like talking about, this is always like the police police thing. There was a lot of like, it was, it's always like a thing. I think at the time it was at the Mike Gardner or something. It was the thing with the guy that got Strong Gardner cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, she was like teaching her granddaughter about white people being bad, you know, mm. and, and, and just teaching her and I'm listening to it. I'm just kind of like, and I hear the the little girl say, but you know, but grandma, we have like white people in our family, like so-and-so's white or whatever. And she's just teaching her this really anti-white shit. So I, it's certainly gone. And now it's 2020, this was back when Obama was yeah. president. And it's even worse where to the point where, yeah, I mean, I feel afraid at times if they're, and I've never felt this way. Cause usually it's like, oh, a group of black guys, they'll love me, you know? like. They think I'm badass, cool. But now, total white chick here. But uh, now there'll be a group of like black guys that I have to walk through and I'm kind of like, they probably hate me because of Mm. my skin. They hate me because I'm a white chick and it's scary now. So yeah, I mean, it's getting worse, but I don't know if there's actual, you know, in the big picture, if things would go go full on like race war,
0: but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I I think things have gotten worse. Um, And, you know, people ask me, do you think there's a race war coming? I always said no. I'm like, nah, people are just too uh, spoiled. You know, we're just spoiled Americans. We're, we enjoy our, but, if you watch the media a lot, you would definitely think so. I still don't think there's a race war gonna start, but right. I think tensions are definitely getting stronger, you know, and I don't like it at all. At all. I don't like it from the white people, I don't like it from the black people. Right. Um, and not not because I disagree, just because I know how manipulated it is. Right, right, right. And like it's like there's a million things wrong with America and Racism is not the first thing I want to tackle.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to it, too, because I mean, as a first generation American, it also gets really irritating because I get looked at as like some slave owner or something, and I'm just like, my mom came here in 1985. OK, like I have nothing to do with American history just because the color of my skin. OK. Yeah. And in fact, Slavic people were slaves to Islam and stuff. So like I got my own fucking shit to deal with where I'm like, I'm from. So please don't judge me. But I understand that it's like a deep rooted thing with America. My issue too is with both black and white people perpetuating this hate is because they are teaching people to hold on to their resentment, to hold on to that hate from decades or centuries or whatever. And I think that's wrong and damaging because if it you is. look at any sort of therapy, uh, if you look at any sort of faith or anything, what do they teach? Like, Let's say someone was like raped by their uncle as a kid, right? When you go and get therapy for that, they teach you to forgive. That doesn't mean the uncle raping you is okay. Right. <laughs> but you need to have forgiveness in order to heal and to move on with your life instead of holding on to that for the rest of your life. So people teaching the black community or black people to hold on to this hate is very damaging, I think, to the general black like consciousness. I think it's really bad. It is, it
0: is. You're actually 100% correct on that because at one point I had a disdain for white people I wouldn't say hate. Sometimes I do say it was hate. Um, In retrospect, it's, it probably wasn't hate. It's just like, just like a lot of animosity was built up inside of me and it was very self damaging. And once I kind of like let that go, I felt better. You know, it was like, I felt like completely different.
1: It's the first step of any sort of therapy. I mean, AA, uh, all like any of these things to like help improve yourself uh, is first step is forgiveness. So it's just crazy that that is like blocked out um from that perspective. Now, listen, as a white chick like I grew up in a white town. I don't really know that much about like black culture. Like it's not my thing. Right. I don't care for rap. Uh oh, I don't know. I'm not I don't know it never dated a black guy like it's not my thing but and i want like my i like my town i like my town like this white like farm hit town like it's it's what i know and it's 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 i like it that doesn't mean i don't support the black community having their culture, their community, their place where they feel like is like, this is my hood where I grew up and like my thing. I don't know it. I'm not familiar with your thing, but I totally support you doing that. And you know, like I said, as a first generation American, the black, black people in America are more American than I am. Okay. They have a claim to it way more than I do. (laughs) So I'm not trying to say like, privacy let's get get rid of them like you guys are more american than i am and i support you having your communities your culture your thing hundred percent but i don't want to be called racist because i don't know black culture and i like being around my culture
0: all right so we about to we about to bring you back around the nazi territory now because you said a few things i gotta i gotta okay just to mess with you right would you date a black guy Or, or you said you never have you were not attracted to black men
1: Um, I I have not in my history, like, that's not, I mean, I'm I'm not, I've never, like, been around them like that, and it's not, like, I'm particularly attracted to white guys, in particular, one, one white guy, Jack, don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) I'm not attracted to one guy, Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that has also now a topic of, like, being racist if you're not into that, like, sexual. I mean, same thing with the trans. If you're not attracted to a trans person, suddenly you're transphobic. Then you're
0: transphobic. Yeah. And
1: I think that's messed up, okay? You yeah. know, some people are not into older women, okay? I right. shouldn't be offended by that. Okay, right. some people are not into brunettes. Right. Whatever. Not their right. thing, you know? So I, I think it's like messed up to be telling someone what they should be attracted to or not. I mean, go for. It. So I mean,
0: you're I, you're you you you're attracted to just white men, right?
1: I'm attracted to
0: my husband. Okay, your husband. That's a great answer. Would you consider yourself um pro-white? Like, I'm I'm not necessarily like the negative aspects of what they call white nationalists, because we know what white nationalists means in people's minds. Here <laughs> at the OTEP Jesus show, white nationalists means I'm proud to be fucking white. I don't hate you, but I kind of like hanging around my white people.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I was saying, too, is that, like, I don't, I'm not, that's not what I know. Like, I don't know the Black community. Like, I know my thing and my town and, like, the way that I, my like, what I'm around, um, and I think that that should be okay. That doesn't mean, right. I, like, we should be, like, Let's start getting more black people into our town. Like, well, why? Like, I mean, <laughs> if it happens and they move there. Like, I, like I'm not complaining. I was friends with like the two black people in my town. <laughs>
2: yeah. As
1: a kid, I was a runner. I ran cross country. So, if you can imagine, the black people were on the cross country and track team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, actually, the black girl and the two black guys in my town. I was yeah, I was friends with them, uh, but. They, they were They're going to kill you.
0: You know, they're going to kill you for the, I have black friends. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, <laughs> actually, it's funny. Cause I brought you up. Um, I was in like a family chat too. Cause my mom's a Trump supporter, but then we have like some little, it was like getting heated, like, back, like the black lives matter conversation. Like st- there's this thing in my town too. Okay. Let me share this. My hometown. Like I said, I'm from like some white suburban farm town, you know, upstate New York and there is this mural in town, right in the center of town that we have, and it's of a Dutch immigrant, because that's where, like, New York is Dutch, very Dutch, our buildings are Dutch. So we had Dutch immigrants upstate, and it's a Dutch immigrant, like, mural painted in town of a girl, like, uh, pushing, like, a a wagon, an apple wagon, because we produce apples. I don't know if you know, that's why we're we're the, like, big apple. We we actually produce apples, the empire apple, actually. And um, apple pies and shit. So, uh, and it became very controversial since this whole Black Lives Matter blackout thing, this mural, and everyone was like, that's a racist mural, look at her dark, that's a slave worker, blah, 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 blah. And like the artist is actually a leftist Democrat uh-huh. and she was getting attacked and there was a petition to take down this racist mural. Well, She's like, no, that's a Dutch immigrant. And then it's just like this whole conversation of why it's still racist, even though it's a Dutch immigrant, because the time was racist and it got like, defiled it was like the face was chipped at then they just painted over it this mural has been up for like 25 years and now it's gone so like there's this whole thing about like you know having this infiltrate our town where it's like what the fuck? why like i don't know what you guys are trying to do like you can't force black people to live here and you can't force this like Let's be less racist. Thing like we can kind of Like we're just a farm town. Like let it happen. What happens? Like stop trying to force this kind of thing. So I don't know.
0: Mm,
2: Ridiculous.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um. Me, let me hop into some super chats. I'm gonna circle back. Uh, Daniel Hawk said I posted Justin Trudeau on blackface for my black square. <laughs> Helawe said, uh, they've won the media and culture wars. Now they're picking off the survivors. Mm, good assessment. And Mary O'Donnell said, Miss Holtz has been told you last night. Holtz Jesus Jesus, been so prolific lately with his interviews. We'll have to catch up. Thanks to his interview. Good stuff. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate you. The episode last night was amazing, by the way. It's definitely monumental. Um, now we're, okay. So, yeah, they're, they're. Um, oh, my God. So- I think someone,
1: be, I, I think people make you a little bit. They, they said uh, she doesn't want like black papers. No, that's not the thing. Listen, I lived in Bushwick. I lived, I lived in Brooklyn many times. Like I said, my neighbors were gangsters. They were like red, like was it Crips, Reds. I don't know, whatever. The Bloods. No, they're Bloods. That's what it is. Bloods. And uh, they were cool. They loved me. Every time I came out to go to work, to work, you know, perform, and then I'm all made up and got my hair like up and everything. In my bag, they're just like, hey, going to perform tonight. I'm like, yeah. I felt like they protected me like they loved me but the only fear that i had was when antifa put that article out calling me a nazi and stuff like that and it was getting around town because there was a black guy that i knew that i met at a bodega around the corner that became my facebook friend and he said hey just so you know this article is going around and uh i it it was scary for me because i was like i know these black neighbors and people on on my block and it's like what if they're just like, that white girl that lives over there is like a Nazi. Like that's dangerous to me. It is
0: dangerous. It so is dangerous.
1: yeah, I know. I mean, I don't want people to take that the wrong way. I'm sorry. Well, I-, I, I, have,
0: I have a bunch of new subscribers ever since uh, I interviewed Young Farrow. Young Pharoah like far right hotel, if that's even a thing. Um, so I have a lot of pro pro black people that just yeah. joined my channel. They're not familiar with the content I put right. out here. Well, so I, mean, and like I, I said. To-
1: Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off on your own show. No, but like I said, I just want to reiterate is that like I fully support the black community totally having their community, their culture, their, you know, place where they can feel comfortable and whatever. I 100% support that. Like do yeah, do well, me
0: well, let, let me let me just cut these people down really fast. When so and so didn't like you in school. Did that matter? Did you cry about it? Because if you did, you're a sad individual crying about somebody who didn't like you. I don't care if white people like me or not. I don't care. I love myself so much. I don't care who who likes me and who doesn't. So I think that's a flaw in in black consciousness now that's been put there because of integration and the integrationist, that white people somehow, if a white woman is not attracted to a black man, there's a problem. I particularly... I'm not exactly attracted to white women. I'll be honest with you. I, if, if it's a bunch of women walking down the street, my eyes go straight for the black woman first. (laughs) I might not even see the other white women. (laughs) I prefer Asian women over white women, you know, like, especially if they mixed with a little bit of black and a little blazing girls is hot, you know, and and they're traditional housewives, like that's a great pick, you know? so. I think people are allowed to have their preferences. Like you said, I might like somebody based upon hair color. Right. And I think today, especially the internet age, you can actually pick your mate exactly how you want them. You know, I want an Italian girl uh, who makes six figures, uses an iPhone and doesn't have an Instagram account. Right. Like you can literally like start picking people based upon physical features, geographic locations. You can literally pick who you want. This is the best time to be alive as far as dating is concerned, in many ways, some ways, not so much uh, because of social media and everybody's ability to have choice. But it's just weird when people say, oh, she's not uh, attracted to black guys, so she's racist. No, she's not attracted to black guys because she's not attracted to black guys. It just is what it is. You yeah, know? I, I
1: mean, you know, that's really weird. There's a girl that I knew from my hometown too. And she's a really lovely lady. And she has a black husband and, and mixed race babies. And I mean, she just looks so happy and they look healthy and they look great. And, you know, I fully support people if they are in a mixed race relationship, as long as it's healthy and they're not like doing this whole, you know, Black Lives Matter type conversation about it. Cause I did know one guy that had like a black dad and a white mom. And he was just like flat out, like white people race racist. So I was like, okay, so your mom's white. So a bunch of black guys were like, beat her up and spit on her and was saying that's for, that's for slavery. You okay with that? I'm like, you okay with that? Really? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that there's no like tension with it. And one owes the other something more. I don't think that's healthy, but if they like, like that girl, I know, I mean, if they're happy, like I'm happy for them, like good for them. You know,
0: here's the, here's the problem with white people in America and maybe even abroad. They don't understand what black people went through in this country. And when I say that, the first thing people might think about are racism and slavery. And that's not what I'm talking about. There's something that, that happened that arguably is worse than racism. And that is the installation of the fear program at the adolescent level as you said grandma speaking to a child installing the fear of white people that fear program now grandma's doing it because she was programmed that program was installed in her who's this who's who's installing this program schools and the media you know like you got to remember black people in america have no history right if they're going by McGraw Hill, right? If you if you do some independent research, you can find our history. But if you're going by McGraw Hill, it starts at slavery. So subconsciously, Black people think they're slaves, right? So they have no identity. So you're dealing with is a mentally lost tribe of people, which is why you guys are trying to figure out, Why people are trying to figure out, like, yo, why are these people acting like this? because these people are mentally inept. They've been, we've been, our minds have been stolen from us since childhood. Hmm. Since childhood, we have not had the option to choose individualism, to understand individualism. It's been fuck whitey from day one, right? And that's, that's a program that is even installed in the history books. White man put black man in, in chains subconsciously you got to think as a black person well maybe white people ain't my friend
1: that's very true
0: you see what i'm saying
1: yeah it's very true i mean there's a kid in my hometown too that made a facebook post that went viral and everyone started attacking him poor kid he's a moony religious kid and he didn't realize he was saying anything wrong but he was saying something similar to what you were saying about black culture like black people not having a culture because they're just like what you said they're being told that they're this this and that they they can't own homes why can't they own homes like they it, it's just rap music is their culture like what like
0: well the whole thing is there's some truth to that we can't own homes but there are some instances where it's difficult for black people to get loans right because the loan officer at the place is I've dealt with it personally. Oh, Okay.
1: Family, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It, 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 but that's like a very specific thing, right? Like, um, it, it, it they'll they'll like uh, uh, it could be the realtor, it could be the loan officer, and they see you black and they just they they, they want to just show the home to the white person. You know what I mean? Usually, co they
1: Jesus, they're like, mm, <laughs> I don't
0: know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So there's some discrimination that happens. Um, but you know, again, I don't think that's the end all be all black people. Uh, and I think that's a problem that's easily rectified by building our own banks.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, but you mentioned something earlier too about like the whole pulling the whole black friends thing too. Yeah. I was mentioning there was some conversation in my, my family chat where it was going back and forth about this mural, the fucking mural in town. Right. And me and my mom were the two Trump supporters were like, why is everyone talking to Trump supporters racist? You guys are talking to us as we're racist. We're the ones that actually have the black friends. <laughs> <You
2: know?
1: laughs> like, and I mentioned it, I was like, Yeah, I'm about to go on Hotep. Jesus, he's this black guy. And I was like, just like naming like people. I was like, I've been on Anthony Brown Logan show, love that guy, like you know, all this stuff. I was like, me and my mom are the ones with black friends, and you guys are the liberals telling us we're racist. I've never seen you hang out with black people.
0: <laughs> yeah, real talk. That's so true. That's so true. Um they talk all this talk, but again, they don't have any black friends. It's just like how? So that's why I think sometimes they're projecting their racism on other people. And that's that white guilt. That's what a real white guilt is. It's those people on the right. left, you know, but, I, you know, just to summarize what I was saying before, black people have a mental illness. Um, and, and, um, I mean, we do, you know, I had it, I got over it. I still got a little bit left. I still have fear of white women. Um, they, they scare me. They make me what? nervous. Uh Cause they accuse you of shit that you ain't do. Um, you know, um, I've been accused of all types of shit. Interesting. Um, you know, I've been accused of rape and, you know, you're like,
1: Talking about those like basic bitch white girls. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. 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 Like in the subway, oh my God, they annoy me because I'll be here and someone like that. And they're like, oh my God. So, like the other day, Sally. Yes. And I'm just yeah. like, oh my God, this girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Like those types right there, like when I see them, I run. Like, yeah. I literally, like, oh, I can't be around here. I might get accused of something. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I I literally run. I, I mean, I've been at jobs before where white women have said I was intimidating. And I'm like, bitch, you from Russia. I, there's no way like there's no way I could be intimidating you like like you was just sitting up here like cussing me out five minutes ago the boss come around
1: I kind of see it maybe it's that New York vibe that you were saying earlier in the beginning yes. of the stream yes. But like I see I see you as like this distra- I would be afraid of you if I were probably like a leftist or said something wrong that you didn't agree with I'd be like Ooh, don't hate me yeah. Up, you know, like, yeah, it, it is like aggressive. So I get it, but I, yeah. I do see like you have a good soul too. Like it's, you're you're never gonna hurt someone. You're not, you're, you're right. not like hurtful, right. but like you're like intense, like we're intense. I am
0: intense, <laughs> I am intense. And I can see, I can see why somebody would say, hey, I feel intimidated by this guy because the way I speak, I'm very like upfront, you know, and and strong and but there's been times where i they've flat out just been doing some shady shit like you we were just cool two seconds ago the boss walked in and now you bugging out like oh, come on, no, bitch. Like, stop playing.
2: Those bitches. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah you know so like i just got this fear of of white women um you know one time i was in the hallway with some chick and she you know this is high school and she said something to me and i was like yo what the fuck are you talking about i didn't even say nothing back i was just like What? what's your problem so like, and I'm at my locker, right? And her locker is next to my locker. And she's like, get out of here. I'm like, yo, I got to do some things in my locker. Nah, get out of here. She, like, I don't remember the specifics. All I remember is her is screaming at the top of the lungs.
2: Ah, ah, help,
0: help, help. And I'm like, oh, wow, you about to pull this right now? I'm like, let me oh get out of here. Yeah, and then hustling down the hallway. Like, yo, like, y'all not about to get me. Like, yeah. you know yeah. but that's the racist italian town that i went to right like okay. I grew up, it was it was i dealt with racism i grew up in the 80s and the 90s we dealt with racism in, in my school and my high school it just is what it is you know so i it's a fear i have to get over it. but i like i said we are, you have to understand that black people we have a mental illness that we are trying to overcome uh, a lot of it is due to ignorance and lack of real education i'm not talking about you know some paper on the wall that said you graduated from a university you know what i mean like like actually being educated on on the real facts that aren't really being told about united states history and so forth because if you understood united states history you don't understand how racism came to be what it is because it wasn't inherent within white people i personally don't think um mm-hmm. you know uh, but yeah i don't know it's 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 uh it's a tough time for me uh yeah. I know it's a tough, tough time for white women, <laughs> white people as a whole, <laughs> you know, um, do you get the Karen thing ever?
1: No, because I don't think I really do care. Yeah.
0: You don't, you don't do care things. Yeah.
2: I don't
1: think I do care any things, but also, I mean, my name is Martina and I look very exotic. So right. I, calm down with the Becky and Karen's with me. It's not going to work. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're very like more like ethnic white person.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing I've gotten my entire life too. Like I I remember just like going to college, like being young or whatever, my whole life has always been like, where are you from? And I'm like, New York. No, mm. like, where are you from? Oh, like the Hudson Valley, New York. Like, no, 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 like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm Croatian. Like, it's the first thing you ask you too. You know, it's like, like people. Almost, and now I'm used to it. Like now I'm like, okay, I know what's happening here. Like I'm Croatian. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We can pick up. We can pick up on that vibe. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Also, black people are culturally white in America. We're not black people in America. We are culturally white. Um. There's, you know, you can get this book by Thaddeus Russell, uh, Renegade History United mm-hmm. States. Um. There's a uh, black rednecks and white liberals that in both of these books have you know great historical context as to how um black people became white um uh, thaddeus russell in our interview we talked about brown versus board of education and how Mm. integration was about turning black people into white people and that's Mm. what integration was about making us assimilate culturally um so yeah that so when you said before you said you know you you black americans are are more American than I am. <laughs> right. That's true. Right. Like that, that's yeah. totally true. And, and I mean it from like a, a cultural standpoint.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Me too. Cause it's like, I, I mean, it, it like blows my mind because like, I don't have that like a, uh, like genetic DNA of being American from like Civil War times, you know? Yeah. For me, it's me is like my DNA just like, it's like, boom, like I got these visuals on like in Europe on a mountain in like Bosnia somewhere or something, like, you know? So it's like black people, oh, my roommate came in, through the door. Um, yeah, so like black people are like way more um, American, like they have that, they have that history in America, like way more than I do. Yeah. I don't have that genetic DNA attachment to America, like as much as they do, like it's all yours. Like I'm not taking it away
0: from you. <laughs> so what are your relationships like with, with with your black friends? Are they Trump supporters? Are they on the other side of the aisle? Are they cool with you being a Trump supporter or?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I have a I have a few black friends. Most of them are Trump supporters, but from before the election, I do have a few black friends, that girl, that I told you was that beautiful girl that worked for my house at the club that I worked at. She dm to me recently and said like, how she misses me and like, what are you up to? And start asking me questions. And it just just like, warmed my heart. I was like, ah, oh. like, you know, all the attacks I've gotten and you're still like, hey girl, what's up? She's dating a white guy. So I don't
2: know. Oh, okay. She, um, she. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: gonna say, I should hook you up. But I was like, oh, she's like dating someone.
0: Oh no, she- I got a lady, I got a lady.
1: Okay, okay, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> But um I've got Jay, he's probably in the chat right now. It's my buddy Jay, he's in my Discord too. And
0: uh So you don't have any black lefty friends?
1: Okay, so with that, I have a few people from before the election still on my like Facebook friends. Like like right. the online people are my friends. Like you're my friend right. now, okay, hotel? Like even do we haven't met in person. Um but he, they're they're not left or right they're definitely not Trump supporters and they mm. may say some sort of like more black powery things but they can also criticize like Black Lives Matter and they're still mm. cool with me. They, they seem to be really like more rational and that black guy that warned me about the article that I met at the bodega in my neighborhood in Bushwick, uh, he he was really cool. And he was like really just like understood the situation and was not like hardcore like, fuck you, white supremacist kind of person. And uh, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate the more like straightforward, that's what I've noticed actually about the few black friends that I have, <laughs> about the black friends that, that I have, is that like, they really are strong. Like they're really strong, like, like they're, they're not really picking one side or the other, but they're like really strong about what they're saying, what their beliefs are, it can be Sometimes I'm kind of like, ouch, as a white person, but at the same time, it's not Black Lives Mattery. And uh, I really respect mm-hmm. them for that. And they respect me and we can have that dialogue. And that's like fucking cool.
0: Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, fuck Google said, uh, Hotep is walking a lonely road. So did Buddha. Yeah, kind of got to do it, man. um Lady A secretly loves Aztecas. <laughs> He's over <laughs> here flirting. <laughs> she got a man, yo. <laughs> Oh. No, it's
1: really funny too. I don't know. Maybe you can explain this, but like uh, my husband got into a little like back and forth on Twitter with the girl that actually connected us to do this stream. I think Sophia, Hotep Sophia or something. Okay, actually. yeah. And uh, I was like, no, 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 she's cool. She's cool. She's not like a Black Lives Matter person. And I was like, it's, it's fine. And he's like, what is a Hotep anyway? <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, let me ask Jay who's in like our Discord. He's like the black our black friend. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. And then we have like the Yakub like emojis and shit. You know, like you <laughs> So we were just yeah. having fun about that. But I was like, So I don't what know.
0: is is that how he explained us? It? as like the Yakub emoji?
1: Um, I think Yakub emojis popped up, but Jay is like twenty one or some shit. So I don't know. I mean
0: it's 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 not far from the truth, you know.
1: Oh, you know, okay.
0: It's definitely not far from the truth. You know, hoteps can be assumed as like black supremacists, right? Um, And uh, I'm speaking very general for the greater community. We are very much a type of people that are like black first, black this, black that, black this, black, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And um, the older I get, the less I become of that. Um, I'm, I'm more like, all right, what the fuck are we doing today? <laughs> you know, it's like, I right, we got the melanin. Cool, we got, <laughs> you know, we, we, we was Kangs, cool. We
2: was um,
0: Kangs. You know, they're Yaku, cool, they're Edomites, cool. What are we doing today? You know, what are we building today? You know, and that's, though I get, that's more like where my mind is at. It's like, take all this rhetoric, what are you gonna do with it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a youthful thing to be really like, passionate about some sort of thing like that you know um yeah when you're young you're really into it you're like i'm black i'm going all black let's go yeah <laughs> but yeah after a while what else is there about life there there's definitely much more to life than that and relationships than that so
0: yeah i mean i remember back in high school you know at age of 16 i got a black panther tattoo because i was just uh, that's the shit i was on you know i was on like fuck whitey you know it's all about black people and i remember right around that time polo ralph loren became popular and i was scratching my head i'm like polo ralph loren with the polo dude on it swinging the club like black people don't play polo <laughs> like this is these are the thoughts that was going through my head and you gotta remember I'm I'm super pro black, so I'm wearing like all naughty wear or Tupac gear or Fubu, huh? Fubu, Fubu. Yeah, or 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 cross colors, you know. Like I was trying to buy all the black brands, and then the next year I came back to school and everybody was wearing polo and Tommy Hilfiger. Tommy Hilfiger,
2: yeah.
0: I was like, yo, that's ain't that white people clothes, (laughs) y'all? And I was trying to make sense out of it. Like, how did this become cool, like, overnight? Like, I left school. It was cross colors. We went through the summer. I'm in the hood in the summer. I came back to the suburbs, and everybody's wearing polo. And I'm like, yo, like, Zach Morris wears polo. Y'all like, we're not supposed to wear a polo y'all.
1: Zach Morris, yes, <laughs> was my dams, uh, yeah.
0: I mean, yo, Zach Morris wears a pink polo. Why are we wearing like white designer brands? And that's you, what, you,
1: oh, sorry, did I cut you off?
0: No, I'm mean, like, that's my point. Like black people are white.
1: Yeah, no, have you talked about on any of your podcasts actually the uh, Telecommunications Act of 1996 and how that changed like rap music and
0: Tell me about that.
1: Ooh, okay. Haven't looked this up in a while. So like, this is like when I used to really start looking into the politics, like 2013 time, but should look this up. So Bill Clinton was president and it's the telecommunications act of 1996. It pretty much essentially just like changed. There's a lot of like black power people talking about this too, because like it's legit. Um, it shifted power. So like rap used to be like independent, it, it was like good music. I mean, mm-hmm. that was my thing. <laughs> but it was like, talking about relevant things that like had to yeah. do with their
0: hotel, uh, rap used to be hotel.
1: Yeah, it was it was their thing. But then it became like corporatized and right. something with the telecommunications act, something happened, change of powers kind of happened. Then it became like this caricature of like, gangster fuck bitches you know all that kind of shit and it has shaped um like black culture and and white culture because then you get like all the wiggers and like white people like trying to be like oh yeah like uh," whatever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know fuck bitches and smoke blunts i mean the blunts are cool but whatever (laughs) (laughs) um But yeah, so you should
0: really look into that. I, I, I know, I know, too, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've never looked into it, um, but now that you said it, because 1996 was so prolific. Like I said, that's when I got my Black Panther tattoo, and then you know I come back to school the next summer. It's just like, what the fuck happened to y'all? You know, like yeah, and that's why I didn't get along with a lot of black people in my school. I, like all my friends were black, but. They weren't like these other type of blacks, like the type of black kids I hung out with didn't even care about how they dressed. You know what I mean? They just threw on whatever, you know, and I wasn't like that. You know, I had Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> I was, I was fresh to death. Yeah. Know,
1: well, okay, so I have this thing where I say, cause the whole, the thought thing online, and I say, well, in the simps said the quality of the simps is directly proportionate to the quality of the thought. And I have the same thing with like my gaze. So I remember I had a roommate that had gays over. I was like, oh, I hear gays voice. I used to like be a fag hag, total fag hag. And uh, I came out and, and her gays were like, the shirt was too short. It was like total, like not fitted clothes. And I was, I was like, what the fuck what kind of gays are these? <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, man, the quality of you is the same as the quality of you. My gays are fashionable as fuck, okay? So cool, my black friends will be like, you know, yeah. All of my black friends will be fashionable.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 that's why I'm like this. This whole race situation is just real funny to me because I'm like all of y'all are white people. All and it's not even white people. All y'all are just corporatists, right? We're all
2: corporatists, right? right.
0: You know, it, we're all one race, and that race is corporatists. You right. Know, we, we all love corporations and the luxuries that they provide us, and the leisure and, and entertainment they provide us, and that's the one thing we have in common. Um and it's the one thing that's killing us as well. Uh, you know, when you look at black people and it's like, you know, white people, is starting studying third. And I'm like, yo, your y- 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 closet is full of Nike. Your closet is full of Gucci. Like, those are white owned companies. Louis Vuitton, is, you know, and Louis Vuitton like sets up this monopoly on the black community because it's Louis Vuitton, Moet and Hennessy. So it's like they, they got to get us in the in the clothing store and then at night when we wear those fancy clothes to the club we're going to buy their alcohol so they've completely had over our culture and i'm like how y'all saying it's a system of white supremacy but y'all participating in it so like until i see a lack of participation in this stuff like i can't take i can't take the black community serious that's why i stick to my hoteps because the hoteps are more like you know they'll be in harlem selling like authentic african clothing and we have our traditional dress and you know,
1: I love buying the African oils, the Egyptian musk.
0: Oh, yeah. That's yeah.
1: Am, the Egyptian musk. Hell yeah. yeah. You,
0: you, 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 you go down 125th Street, you'll see the merchants out there selling all that type of stuff. I love it. Sometimes I go out there just to walk around, just to get the culture in. It's so black and beautiful.
2: You know? But yeah.
1: Um, no, in the 90s with the Hilfiger, too, that was like a strategic corporate like push yeah, to get yeah. the black community to be like, now it's like he figure like that's the cool thing it, it, it maybe had to do with celebrities too it did See you know how much we like like no matter how much we try to bitch about hollywood or celebs or whatever like we're always influenced by them if you're not influenced by the hollywood celebs right now because they're too leftist you're influenced by the twitter e so like that it's really influential
0: mm-hmm. yeah 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 that that's that's the um that's the huge problem here. And, and, and so that's why I come back to like, shut up and code, shut up and build, you know, shut up and do right. art. Right. And shut up and paint, that's whatever what it is I'm that you do. Like, yeah. Like, like,
1: well, what are you gonna say? well, speaking of, so I do work on some, uh, some stuff. I mean, you could see all my like artsy shit here. I'm working on a comic book uh, because I don't know if you're aware of this actually, but there's something called Comicsgate, which is, kind of like Gamergate, but with comics. So the comics industry is like DC and Marvel were doing some shit about like, I don't know, having like gay marriages with like these established characters on the front cover, like then like two men, like I don't know, Spider-Man and like someone like kissing, you know, some other like male. Yeah.
0: They doing- got taken over by yeah, SJWs.
1: Yeah, they're making it all SJWs, so it created this like divide with some people. And there is some comic book pros and a lot of fans that were not really happy about it. And they kind of branched off and went independent. It's called Comic Skate, like Comic Skaters or whatever. And um, they started doing incredibly well. So this is an arts community that is like MAGA who um, are actually doing something more than. Sure, they complained about the SJWness in the comics, but then they started opening up Indiegogo campaigns and creating their own platforms. And let me tell you, Ethan Van Skyver has, I mean, I think his recent campaign, maybe Jay could say it in the chat or whatever. I don't know what it was, but a million, I think he pulled on Indiegogo. I think he reached a million. I, total, he's he's made a few million uh, hey, campaigns. There's a, there's a few other campaigns, I mean, made over 500,000, over a hundred thousands, quite a few. My comic book, first timer, made over $50,000, uh, you know, and these are people actually putting, uh, doing something other than complaining or creating. And there is support for it. There's comic book fans and uh, what have you. So I'm working on a comic book that's kind of like explains my story and what happened to me without it being political. It's more of a like, I'm using fantasy comic book kind of world in order to tell the story of what happened to me without it being all like MAGA or something. Um, So I'm working on that, but also there is a magazine that I'm working on. And like, I know print is out, but you know, we like, like, it's cool. Print is fucking cool. I've been bitching too. I did a video of Rebel. It was about uh, the information superhighway. Remember that, how it's closed because Back in the day, the internet was wild, wild west. You could find anything on that shit. And yeah. nowadays, like, I would Google things I Googled back in 2013 about cultural Marxism, and now it's all like right-wing, pro- like, you know, fake news, like propaganda. And I'm just like, well, like, where's all the information I used to find on here on this? Now yeah, it's all you
0: have to be this- a You have to be a computer scientist to find information.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's like over, and I think we need to return to kind of traditional books, like go make books, print books, buy books. Like that's gonna be our new secret way of like transferring information because everything's gonna be censored. So um, I don't know, I think this whole magazine idea is really cool, big like old school, like art magazine. And there's a lot of really talented, amazing people. It's generally what I tweet about and retweet generally um is like other really amazing talent that is just not getting recognized and hey if i have a platform i'm like verified with a certain amount of followers And there's amazing artists that have no traction no one's paying attention to them that's what i'm all about i'm like sharing their stuff getting it out there trying to like hey guys i'm going to be spreading culture that's like my way of like doing something instead of complaining and i want to like just collect all these really cool artists uh i started talking to bill billy corgan from like you know who that is like smashing pumpkins lead singer of smashing pumpkins it's white people shit hotel
2: white people shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no he's like uh he's a, a a big rock star from the 90s uh legend legend uh like yeah. like legit like Part of like MTV when it was like cool and stuff. Yeah, and Smash Pumpkins. Yeah, he's the lead singer of Smash Pumpkins, but he he contacted me because I was on Alex Jones, and I was like, "Yeah, I used to watch you when like Billy Bergen was on here, and like I you know, I love the whole like arts thing mixing with like the conspiracy like like fuck both sides. It's like divide and conquer shit, and so and he reached out to me, and we've been communication. So I want to have like really cool people, whether they're small or big, but just like, not like make this a political magazine, but just like showcase really cool artists that should be seen, need to be seen. And just like, there's a really good magazine too called like uh, Twin, Twin, Twin Magazine. That was like from like the sixties or something in Germany. It's really cool, It like shifted culture for the youth. It was like post-war, um, really amazing designs like the typography mixed with like the way that they did it and it was hugely influential influential so i think that could be something really cool to be a part of i mean people if you write something you have really good writing or fine art or photography various things this is what we need is to like compile and and make like this cool thing to happen And then I realized that some talents, like for example, music, there's this really, really amazing band that uh, contacted me. They do a lot of like electronic kind of stuff. It's really fucking dope. And they had like 14 followers and they had really amazing music. And I was Mm -hmm. like, man, an article in the magazine is not gonna do it justice. So we gotta show their videos and their music. It's really fucking cool. And so I created this like TV version of it. And there's like animators. I don't know if you know, Yolo swag follow Yolo swag, oh man, he's so funny. And he does these little like uh, animation things, but he's like one of us, you know, he's not an SJW and it's really funny, he's just so talented and funny. And he doesn't have that many like views either or or following. So wanna compile that, make like an old like adult swim, like liquid TV type, like old school like MTV vibe and uh, have that out. And I mean, this should be really, like we're talking about entertainment, bitching about the left, bitching about Hollywood. Um, Let's build up our own shit and hopefully it'll be really entertaining for people. And they're just like, this is a cool new hip thing. So those are my projects. I'm actively working on things, not just bitching.
0: How much is it gonna cost to get Hotep Jesus cameo in the comic book?
1: Oh shit, that's a good question because you know what? Cameos is a thing that people do offer in the comic books.
2: Yeah. They do, need, they I, do. I,
0: I need I need in.
1: Yeah. I need in. Yeah. That's so funny.
0: Send me a send me an invoice and I'll find the money.
1: But, <laughs> find um, the money.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll find the money and we'll uh and we'll sell it. We'll sell sell a bunch of copies. That you know, um, stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just want to, I just want to show it to my kids. Really, that's when it talk shit. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you, you, you actually draw that stuff, though.
1: No, um, I'm just a, okay. a creator, so um, I, I created like the story and and everything. Okay. And I'm just managing the artist and the the colorist. There's a lot. There's a lot to making a comic book. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I know. I'm familiar. I, I worked on one. In oh the really. Yeah, FBE comics.
1: Oh my god, that's so fucking cool. I had no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, protagonist is this black guy, um, was like like a black Bruce Lee with Mm -hmm. superpowers. Super, super dope, uh, comic idea. And he's got a whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of just black superheroes. Um, it's really dope. Um, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm I'm familiar with the process. It's it's a lot. A lot goes yeah. into making those things, you know. Yeah. Um, even finding, you know, it going from one cartoonist to another, can completely change the look of your of your uh, work as well, you know. So, um, and and the planning and then the cost. But you said something interesting. You said print print is dead, and uh, I think print is dead for people who don't know how to market, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh there's a lot of people today who have physical subscription plans on things like books like ben settle oh, has a monthly subscription plan you pay 100 bucks a month to get like 14 pages right and people are paying for this because it's so valuable awesome. um uh, it's probably 20 pages um but again it's a physical book that comes to your house there's no different from a magazine i think it's you know if it if the product is great and you market it well you know, the idea of print being dead is just ridiculous at that. Yeah.
1: Point. I mean, I yeah. don't believe it. I love print. I love real books. I love tangible things to hold in your hand, especially if it's something artsy. Like, you don't want to see it on a screen. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Hi, yeah. Hi, yeah. So are you voting this year?
1: Um. Yeah, probably.
0: Are you voting Trump?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm not that doesn't mean I'm like 100 percent happy with him.
0: Um, right. What what well, don't you like? What what are you unhappy with Trump about?
1: Well, he hangs around a lot of grifters, and I'm pissed that <laughs> I ruined my career so that he can just go around not fulfilling his promises and just like hang around all these grifters. So I'm a little annoyed. He gets a little boomery at times. I'm like, fucking Trump, come on. But I mean, you know, I got into this mess. Let's let's just go let's go full eight years fuck it i mean what are are the other options i don't even know what the other options are what
0: death (laughs) (laughs) that's the other option it's like trump or death
1: (laughs) i mean it's like i'm not gonna vote democrat i've never voted democrat in my life i just on principle will not do that plus after losing my whole career over like trump i'm not gonna just now turn around like vote democrat it's not happening i don't even know what other options on the right there are who's opposing him on the right
0: Nobody ain't nobody ain't nobody gonna oppose Trump. Um, I'm, I'm ready for four more years. I think Trump's good for America uh, in some ways. In some ways, he's bad for America, as we're seeing how that's manifested. Mostly uh, the media is to blame. Right. right. Um, yeah,
1: he, what, what, he's had a hard time. Like, I'm not gonna say that he just didn't fulfill. And that was like all his fault. I think he has a lot of bad people around him in his office. He does. I don't think Jared Kushner is a good influence or his daughter. Um, and I think that like, I don't know if you want to call it the shadow government or the Democrats in general, just shooting down everything he tries to do. So it's been tough. So I understand that he hasn't fulfilled everything, um, but sometimes I get annoyed. I'm like,
0: Fuck. So what do you like about him? What's, what's, what's the one thing that like, uh, attracted you to him?
1: I mean, he talks like that, like New Yorker. and I think that's what people get wrong about him. They think he's aggressive and nasty or whatever, but he's just kind of like that, that New York boomer, like guy, you know, yeah. that queen, he's from Queens, you know, he's, he's like the gangster kind of mentality, which is why I think black people should like him more. I mean, he's the ultimate gangster, you
2: know,
1: (laughs) fucks, beautiful bitches, has tons of money, very extravagant, tough, like gangster New Yorker, like mafia type, like, I like that. Yeah, that's my kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. And and I liked what, what, okay, so when Obama was becoming president or like running for president, they were praising him as like a young senator with limited experience as refreshing. And so with Trump coming in with limited political experience became a negative thing. But, you know, what I saw in in him was that kind of non-politician thing, which is what the left criticized him about. I like that he's like not very political, like politician-y. So that's
0: what won me over. Yeah. Yeah. People ask me and I'm like, yo, like, how do you not like him? You know, he's everything America has been for years. You know, he's straight out of an 80s comic book. You know, he's like that, you know, uh, Dick Tracy type character, (laughs) you know, being like a Dick Tracy, you know, people who remember Dick Tracy. Um, But yeah, like he's he's I, I feel like the hate that people have towards Trump is really an illustration of how soft America has become.
1: Yeah, he's like an archetypal, like male, like masculine figure. And I think that's why the left really despise him and the feminist and the, like like the, the pussy hat wears is that it's like the misogyny, you know, but it's not, it's just masculine and that scares them.
0: But it's refreshing yeah.
1: to people for, like to us.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I always, you know, I, I like to see men be men, you know, right. I like to see men cucked out. And it's really weird. People are like, Oh my God, you hear what he said? He was, he was so offended. And I'm like, Oh, what'd he say? You know? So I'm like, I go look it up and I'm just like, which part of this was offensive? Cause I, I, it not, because I'm, I want to be ignorant to their problems. Like, I just can't see it. Like show me which part of this is offensive. And then they pointed out and i will be like, that shit hurt your feelings? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yo, you want to come live in Jersey for a couple of years? <laughs> you know? like, right. Right. Yeah. you want to come live in New York? Because nobody going to care about your feelings in New York. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's another thing too, about like the specification culture is that like, what if it happens to like sticks and stones may break your bones shit, you know? And it's like another thing about like therapy that they, I'm, I'm not, I've never been to therapy out, but I'm just like, I, I like alchemy. So it's all about like, perfecting yourself and, and has a lot of inner Carl Jung kind of works and, and learning to overcome things. And um, if you have a problem with what someone said, if something that someone says makes you feel a certain way, makes you feel bad, like that's something you have to deal with. Yeah. That's not some the other person's issue. Same thing with me. I mean, I get my feelings hurt a lot. I'm really sensitive. I'm really emotional to negative attacks or comments. I mean, even sometimes I'm glancing over at the comments on this and I see people kind of Kind of contradicting me, and I'm just like, "Ooh, it hurts." But that's something <laughs> I have to work on for myself. Yeah. That's yeah. my insecurity. Right. So,
0: um, Matt Finley said, "Hotep is perspicacious." I hope I said that right. <laughs> bring Morgan Chambers on. Uh, okay, I'll do that. I'll, I'll I'll actually do that. I'm I'm a little afraid to bring her on. Are you familiar with Morgan Chambers? No,
1: who's
0: not? Uh young black girl. Uh, Morgan Chambers. Was was definitely uh a Trumper. Now is more Hotepish, but not Hotep. Um critical of the right, critical of the left type moderate. <laughs> young black girl, I think she's very young. Um and uh i think i don't think she's ready yet I, I think that i'd love to give her a shot i can't say i wouldn't want to give her a shot here's the problem with digital media this shit is forever right and and some of the opinions she has may affect her 10 years from now
1: that's very considerate of you absolutely
0: you know so I kind of have to be protective or have several conversations with her and say, look, like, say this, don't say that. Pick and choose where you want to have your battles. Um, But, uh, and and I think she needs a a lot more education. I mean, she's only like 18 years old, I believe. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm cool with her ex-boyfriend, you know. I used to, I used to lecture them on the phone. They used to call me up on three way and I'd lecture them for hours, right? They'd ask me questions and I'd answer them and give lectures, you know? So I was not a mentor, but, you know, helping out the youth a bit. So I'm familiar with Morgan. Um, I do have her contact, but um, I just think she has a lot of growing to do. Um, And I think that there's some media out there that understands that her youth is her flaw and have taken advantage of her and given her a microphone. And because she's a young black girl, um and they know they could use her to push certain types of rhetoric you know and if i brought her on i don't know what we discussed because you know I, I i look at her as a young girl like this this little girl hey right? she's like 18 so it's very years.
1: Considerate of you because i think that we both have a problem with that we criticize when the left brings like young people on board to like give their ideology but then we'll do the same thing on the right. And suddenly there's some teenager that is like saying something and we're all like cheering it on. And it's like, let's not have these young people like ruin their lives right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I had a conversation with her before and, um, her boyfriend and, or ex-boyfriend now. And, and they told me, Hey, you know, what should we do? Cause the left, right. And it, I said, yo, like, Right, have y'all started the business yet? Are y'all studying? Are y'all reading? Like, do you understand economics? I started asking them, just like, right in random, like, capitalist terms or free market capitalism terms. And they're like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, yo, like, go study before you even try to come into this political conversation. Because above all of this stuff, there are a lot of factors that you need to understand first. Right. Just, don't, this, the policies for old, grown folks, you know? Right. And, and what the Marxists like to do, and the right has has done it now, is they like to use the youth. And throw them out there and use them as mouthpieces to exactly. hide behind, especially you know she got brown skin, so <laughs> you know, you know what comes along with that now if you're on the right. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'd love to have that. I think it would be a great conversation to have with her. I'm just afraid of her future, you know, and I, I don't want her to say something that could either be incorrect and she looks bad, or it's damaging, you know, like yeah. Nick type damaging.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. very considerate because not a lot of people do that. They, they go all in on like, amazing, oh, someone's saying this and they're 14 or something. It's like, oh, it's not a good idea.
0: And, and it's like some of these conclusions aren't hard to come to, so I can't give you too much credit, right?
1: Right. And, and, and you made a good point about that, too. So I mean, I, I do focus on like culture because I mean, I try to stay away from politics Saturdays, but I do have my opinions and we can talk about that. Right. But it is mostly focused on culture. So when I worked at a daily caller or uh, rebel, I hated having to like, I wanted to focus, especially at rebel, I was able to at least uh, hone in on a specific thing. So I would focus on cultural things, entertainment, those sorts of things. That's my expertise. Okay. I do not know what the fuck's going on with DACA or the economy, Dow, or like, you know, those things. But if you are going to be a pundit or, like, be out there like that, you should definitely know more than, like, SJW's bad.
0: Right. Exactly. And and, and have the historical context of these conversations, (laughs) because I'll take on – you know, I've been on the phone with some young kids, and I wouldn't say Morgan, but some other young kids, and I'll role play as a SJW and destroy them right? Because I know more history than them. I have more facts. I understand the arguments better. I've had leftists where I destroy them with leftist arguments. <laughs> like, yo, know, right. which one are you going to pick?
1: <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: And that's the difference between, you know, being well studied and not.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really important aspect too, is that like, especially with this digital age of like Twitter and stuff, everything is like limited words, it's headlines. And I'm guilty right. of- sometimes because I will share things and it's just, I just read the headline. I didn't really read the article. And so uh, we have to really get back to uh, education. And like you said, not necessarily like education. I mean, I do believe in formal education and and trying to get back into those institutions to like correct this damage. But uh, I am also a big person of like independent learning on your own. And uh, we should really value that, especially on the right and not just blurt out talking points or a headline or some some inflammatory statement because Trump is inflammatory. So, haha, ha, isn't it so fun to be inflammatory? We should educate, you know, we should learn, we should read books, we should know about things. And sometimes I'm surprised because I don't know about all this stuff a lot, but right. what I do know, like from all my reading, being a nerd about stuff, I'm shocked that people don't know about things sometimes. I'm like, well, didn't you read about like, but didn't you dig deeper, like into this at all? Yeah. And that's what we need to do. We need to really value learning.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know the other thing is like the socialist conversation. People don't understand the difference between a socialist in the eighteen hundreds and now. It's two completely different things, hmm. Um, you know. And you know, some people on the left will say how are you going to say you know how are you going to talk about orwell orwell was a marx was a socialist and i'm like duh that's what he was trying to warn us about you know and it's like you don't think i'm studied up i i did my studies and that's an, orwell's another thing that people don't study right right
1: like they mention, they, a
0: lot. They mention it all day long and you ask him you read 1984 nah uh, nah you read animal farm nah nah you read any of his speeches and writings nah so how are you using this Orwell term? You're just seeing it as a meme online, right. pick, picking up some of the context, but you don't know it like, you know, like uh, if I were to say victory whiskey, right? Like there's a certain amount of people that I can talk to that know what I'm saying when I say victory whiskey or I say victory cigarettes. They, they know I'm talking about communist products from 1984. You know?
1: Um, the bread and so, circus or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I can like penetrate and, and, and deeper and see who really understands this stuff by using certain rhetoric and completely bypass all the people that just use Orwellian terms, right? Like who's really familiar with this guy's work? And that's how I try to like separate this, the studied from the unstudied. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, I think the problem with today is the bar is so low. You got the token points, you cover them. Good. Uh, we got a job for you. You know, let's throw you straight to the top. And there's no, there's no, uh, respect for study.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and kind of like the whole kid thing too, and not like digging deeper. It's, it's like I said, we have our celebrities and it's manufactured. It is also manufactured. They see a brand, a package, and you have to put yourself in that box to make sure that you sell that sort of like package. To, out there and um the genuineness is like definitely a rarity out there
0: yeah how are you great chat
1: yeah i hope so nice oh. nice to meet you get to know you a little bit more
0: yeah this is the first time we've spoken yeah. um now like when i see you in the timeline i can kind of put a personality with it yeah before before you were like you know like some nordic chick who's probably pro white and I don't have a problem with that, you know, but I don't have the context to the personality, right? Yeah. And and I and I have that now, so you know we can be more interactive um, because usually I and I don't I have this thing where I don't check my timeline. It's Mm -hmm. it's 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 a very rare thing for me to do. Um, Some people like yo, you never retweet me. I'm like yo, I'm never on Twitter. Like I'm on Twitter, but I ain't on Twitter. Right. You know, I get on, I check the trending topics, see what I missed. It's like checking the morning newspaper.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: That's checking the trending topics is the morning newspaper now. So I check the, the trending topics. Okay, what's going on? Da, 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 da. I check out the stuff I care about. I don't comment. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, y'all arguing about Will and Jada today? I don't have a opinion on that. It's none of my business. You know, and like, and then um, sometimes I'll do the little filter thing where I'll see it. So under the trending topics, you can hit the filter, and it says from people you follow.
2: Oh, you ever seen yeah. That
0: yeah. So I can go into the trending topics and hit pe- only people you follow, and the people I follow will only appear in the trending topics. And then I can see like who's joining the conversation, and I do that sometimes just to see because because I care about the people I follow and their opinions on this topic to see who can give me more insight into this topic really fast, right? And. Um, it's like that's the length of it all and then if i'm scrolling and checking a timeline i got to be like uber bored like i can't sleep and i'm just trying to scroll to put myself to sleep or you know um oh it's like i need a break from i like i i i'm a brain freak so i have to go from one mental challenge to the next so i'll go from like coding to chess to coding to chess to reading to chess you know and i'm trying to like get better at chess but then i have to have mental breaks so like this scroll becomes like "Ah, all right let me be a normal individual for like five seconds you know yeah so so now when i see you i can just hit the retweet button and not feel like i'm supporting some asshole.
1: (laughs) thanks i appreciate that yeah no it's really good to get to know you a little bit better you are you are a little intimidating for me but not in a scary way am i not not anymore like look at you smiling and shit. like you you are you are like really no, you're like you're good
0: you're good you, well all right so before today like why did you think i was intimidating because i because what
1: i mean it's probably what people think about me too because it's like our like us online is like just very intense about like what we're saying and thinking and it's also not like pandering like we don't we may be contradicting our own side at times. And Mm. I mean, maybe sometimes you've had a tweet that also was like, maybe just like pro-black that like, maybe I was just kind of like, oh shit. Like at times, you know, (laughs) just kind of like, I don't know what everything's about me, but like. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know ultimately that it's like, those are for your best interest and I respect that. And I, you know, and I know <clears throat> that you're not going to turn around and like attack me for for my intre- uh, interest interests and like my you know my best interests and what I believe. So um, you know you're not that scary, but I just knew that <laughs> it. like I don't know. It's like you have <laughs> your beliefs and you stick to them, and even if it's, it disagrees with with someone, and uh, that's intense.
0: Yeah, you know, like when alt right became alt right. Do you remember when alt right would just meant like alternative conservative? Yes. Okay. Before like,
1: Hillary's speech, yeah.
0: Yeah. When <laughs> they hi- when the left hijacked Alt right and and then Richard Spencer hijacked it, right? Mm-hmm. So before that
1: Apparently he created the term. So I don't know where it like came from, but I like he He's,
0: He claimed he did. Okay. I I do not remember that at all. I remember alt-right being a thing that black people were like down with, you know? Like we're alternative right.
1: Like because yeah.
0: we, we, we recognized how screwed up the right was too. Yeah, And they took alt-right away from us, right? And I, I never
1: knew it because pe- we were in preparation because we knew she was doing some alt-right speech. And I remember my husband at the time, he was just like, this is gonna be funny. This is gonna be funny. And I was like, no, man, this is gonna be bad. It's gonna ruin it. And yeah. I mean, when I was still performing at the time at that theater, and I remember being like, <clears throat> knowing alt-right, knowing like these things, what's going on, blah, 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 And if I mentioned something or said alt-right or posted said so- anything alt-right, no one would know what the fuck I'm talking about. That was like our own little niche. But as soon as Hillary did her speech, suddenly everyone is an expert on alt-right yeah what Right was and they're labeling you all right and it's like you don't know what all right was last week now you suddenly have the expert okay
0: yeah yeah so so after it morphed into the racist organization that it was and a lot of nazis or whatever claimed it i was still like cool sounds like fun to me you know like i remember you know uh you know, people were posting, you know, Nazi symbols in my mentions and black people were questioning me like, yo, you got Nazis following. Don't you feel uncomfortable? And I'm like, not really. Like, have you ever played an online game before? <laughs> like, If, if I log on to my PlayStation 4, there's a 90 percent chance somebody going to call me a nigga. Right. Especially back in the day on Xbox playing Halo. As soon as they heard my vernacular, you know, if I didn't put on my white voice, which I was damn sure wasn't going to do. You know, they dropping M bombs or they got black jokes. You know, so I'm like, I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you guys must be like super soft to care what people online. You plus you got to remember, I've been online since like trolling in AOL chat rooms in in the early '90s, right?
1: remember AOL, yeah.
0: And you said all types of crazy, like people said, like today is tame. Compared yeah. to the shit that used to go down in the goddamn AOL chat rooms, they used to say shit where I was a kid. I'm like, I'm logging off. This shit crazy. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't know. What kind of like, this was like when goth was popular and like, people were like cutting themselves and oh, were like
2: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: blood <laughs> sex and shit. And I was just like, all right, that's enough AOL for me to tell you. I'm in the wrong chat room. But, you know, the internet was so wild that when I saw this whole alt right thing happening and the people were like, yo, you're not worried about this, I'm like, this is kind of calm. Like, I, I'm not afraid of some kid typing on his keyboard, right. I'm afraid of Hillary Clinton, yeah, like that's who worries me. like people who have actual power, some kid on the internet who's posting some Nazi symbol <laughs> is actually projecting his lack of power.
1: That's true, you know what I, I mean I don't remember that when they they go after me.
0: They're projecting their lack of power. That's exactly what that is. So you should look at it and say, oh, well, this white man has no power. You should laugh at him, you know. But, you know, they they said, oh, you know, you got all these racist white people that like you. And I did have a lot of racist white people that liked me a few years back. In fact, I staged the alt-right Hotep Nation Alliance.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I staged it, right? And this shit went viral. You didn't hear
1: about that? I'm not sure. But I'm just, like, sitting here and I'm just like, hey. How do I maneuver this? Because my haters are gonna find the stream. They're gonna try to clip something. But I'm the black guy talking about a hotel black alliance with the all. Like, you know, I'm just like, how in the world are they gonna twist this to make me look bad? I don't know, but they will. But yeah, go ahead, tell me about it. What was this alliance like?
0: I just staged it. You know, I staged. um It was basically like the early stages of Grapers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They're like uh, the early stage. Yes, yeah, so you remember the Grapers when yeah. he first started out and the little green. Pepe the frog type thing. Yeah. So just a bunch of pepes, right? Yeah. And they used to post shit and I'd laugh at it, you know? <laughs> and I just thought it was funny, you know, some of the stuff. And they'd have some anti black rhetoric and I just didn't feed it any problems. Mm-hmm. So I staged, I typed it up. There's a, uh, a Hotep Nation alt right alliance. But when you, it was a headline it was a clickbait like you know what we do with right. headlines it was clickbait and when you read it it was just historical context of the times that marcus garvey met with the kkk and right. the nation of islam met with the, the oh, Nazis. wow that's yeah. interesting so 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 they were complaining saying like yo how are you hotep jesus supposed to be pro-black but you're fraternizing with the so-called enemy and i'm like well have you done your history because where I'm from men sit down with their enemies and talk before they shoot each other right mm-hmm. like they, they, we're going back in the monarchies in history you know the kings they'd sit down you'd sit at one at the table they sit and they'd cuss each other out get drunk all night then you took the battlefield the next day right wow. or or the kings would meet in the middle they'd ride their horses out i hate you 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 stink i hate village
1: now go for them everybody yeah Yeah,
0: then they trot back and then they fight right but you had that dialogue right you you said it earlier the liberals don't even want to have any dialogue yeah you know what i mean so i'm like if these people are white and racist i need to talk to them to find out what their motives are so i can understand it the first thing in war is to understand your enemy so i know more about these white racists than you do, so that's why I was able to correct a lot of black people on some yeah. of the rhetoric and so forth. But one thing I said was, if you're not careful in protecting these people's free speech, they're gonna come for you next. And what happened? They started purging a whole bunch of black Twitter accounts, and a whole bunch of popular people from black Twitter got their accounts suspended. Really? Yes. Following that wave, I said, I told you, I told you, you was complaining about, complaining about speech online. That's gonna be for everybody. Right, it's a slippery slope.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that your enemies or whatever should be able to say what they truly feel, because then you know, and right. not like they what they're trying to do. Like what Antifa tries to do with me, is always try to like tell me what I believe, and that I'm like a Nazi. And it's like when you deny it or like what I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like listen if I have something to say, I like, I don't have a job, you can't cancel me anymore. I'm already fucking canceled. Okay, I stream for a living now. Okay, I'm basically panhandling. Mm. And like, what else? Like, do you think you could destroy? I would say what I want to say if I wanted to say it, So I don't right. have to hide and maneuver and like do all this stuff. So yeah, it should be safe for everyone to just be like, be as retarded as you want and let people judge from there.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I think the reason why they don't want to have dialogue with you is because if they actually sit down and talk to you, they'll find out how wrong they are and they won't be able to paint you as, the, as a Nazi.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that happened too, like, kind of recently I was like, it's weird because they just like refuse to listen. But like, it's funny when I tried to like actually reason with them. I'm like, oh, really? hold on a second. What are you talking about? What did I do? You <laughs> Uh No, that's not what happened. Like, actually, I feel this way, like, oh, weren't you on Gavin's show when he said this? I was like, okay, I laughed at a joke, but no, fuck Gavin too. He's thrown me under the bus a few times. Like, I'm not friends with him. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm no more friends with him than Ann Coulter, or like Katie Turner is friends with him, or Richard Spencer, I mean, everyone's been on a show. So like, okay, are we like really having a real conversation or are you just trying to like yell and scream? You Nazi, you Nazi. Gotcha. Okay. You want to gaslight me. That's what you want to
0: do. That's it. Cool. That's it. We're in the age of gaslighting now. Yep. Yeah. Ah, It's all good. (laughs) I think, I think, I think we need to have these conversations. Um, And, and I think people just need to keep opening up dialogue so we can understand each other better. Cause even when I had the debate with all right, Um, I I got a chance to understand them better. They got a chance to understand me better. And I realized it's just a bunch of kids playing around with a pipe. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, I respect like more of the like intellectual types, like even if I disagree with them and they have more, you know, study and education behind them and they can talk about adult concepts, not just like, oh, oh, (laughs) N-word, oh, joggers. Oh, what a jogger, you know? And it's just like. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you have no eggs. Ha ha ha. Whore. Ha. You know, it's like, okay. Or do you want to have a dialogue about art and culture and nudity, like whatever, or, you know, like, yeah. I don't mind disagreeing and having this conversation, but there is definitely a buttload of like, oh, 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 got you. What I mean. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, and that's the stuff I, I, I um, you know, because it's funny what the left will do is they'll highlight those individuals.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: You know, and it's like, nah, that's not, that's not the totality of the group. Right? <laughs> so it's like, those are fringe kids playing around like, yeah, you know, and, and you might get affiliated with them just because some of your beliefs might be similar. Right. Yeah, so so
1: that's how I kind of got targeted the other day. But because it was like, so, oh, like, so, like you're on this like white supremacist podcast. I was like, that's not me. This doesn't even sound like me. What? Like, you're mistaken. Sorry, not me.
0: What stream like, was it?
1: I don't it, even know. Someone tagged that that's what it was. Someone tagged me in something and I saw just like a podcast, but like, I didn't even listen to it, like a second of it. It was just like, I'm just like, you know, on Twitter, like things going on, someone tagged, they tagged Lady Alchemy. So they didn't even tag Martina, they tagged Lady Alchemy. So yeah. to me, that is like my arts, that's my art account. So yeah. I assume like you're tagging me in something artsy. And when I looked at it, it was like a, a still of like, uh, two white kids, like kids and like doing their like traditional and traditional like garb like Western garb uh, doing some dance, like fault dance. And right. I've done that as a kid, we have traditional Croatian dancing. Kolo. And we and like, I've, I've worn those traditional garbs as kids and dancing. I've been to Poland. I videotaped kids doing traditional dancing. Like I am an artist, my lady alchemy account was tagged. So I was like, cool. Liked it. Next thing. I know it's like, Oh, Jack, your white supremacist wife is on this podcast. I was like, that's not me. And it's like, oh, well, you liked it. So they keep moving the goalposts. Like, you liked it, you like. well, why'd you like it? I was like, I saw kids dancing, (laughs) like, you know, like I didn't think that much about it. I was tagged in something and I saw dancing and I'm a dancer. So, and they're like, well, why are white supremacists tagging you and stuff? I'm like, I don't know. They probably just like know that I'm like a right winger and I'm into like the arts, like, yeah, I like, now i like i can't make up how they just try to tw- it's like
0: yeah, yeah they gotta they gotta create that otherwise they'll be unemployed
1: yeah and i tried reasoning with them up to the point where it's like they're properly like gas it's like okay okay so that's a done conversation
0: well, well you're 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 better than me because i usually i just block people
1: i gotta learn to do that more i try to reason i really really do
0: yeah i hear that a lot from women they're like you know what well, i gotta talk it out first and i'm like I ain't talking about shit, motherfucker. He, if, if you come at me wrong, you accuse me of some shit I didn't do, you're getting blocked. It's, it's like there's no conversation to be had. Like I have too much going on in my life. From you know, I'm doing too much positive out here to be sidetracked by you know some kids that want to play on the internet. That's you true. know? And yeah. I turned forty this year. Like I'm a grown ass man. Like y'all on the internet playing like some little kids. Like I don't got time to be playing no kids. Y'all my daughter age. My daughter's sixteen. Y'all my daughter age. You know, like.
2: Oh,
0: you have a six-year-old
1: daughter, yeah. Wow. Yeah,
0: right. So it's just like when I see these little kids, you know, playing online, I'm just like, "Yo, my daughter ain't handle y'all." You know, like,
1: <laughs> I,
0: I, and she don't even got time for this shit. You know, and she's like,
1: ain't nobody got time for that. See, that's my black reference. Like,
0: oh. <laughs> you know, but that's why I say, you know, go ahead and just like, just, just block, man, because they're they're not even they're not even gonna give you honest dialogue yeah
1: yeah you're right i gotta you take know. that advice it's just the uh, sensitive side of me that ch- tries to reason
0: if you can find a, a black liberal or even a white liberal that will come on my channel please let me know uh i've failed at doing this right. i tried uh a few weeks ago i said hey i want to talk to a black liberal um prominent you know of course somebody's got some stain and mark lamont hill responded uh and asked what we're gonna talk about, and I'm like, like you know, we talking about we talking about 2020, motherfuckers. Like everybody knows what the conversation is, you know. So I just responded back politely, you know, race and riots in America as it is today. Um, I didn't hear back. I followed up with him about a day or so later, and then he responded back with, uh, "We don't even know who you are, right?" And I'm just like,
1: okay,
0: oh wow, that's how y'all playing it. You just responded to me to. That- So it's like, ah, okay, you know, but then he went on Candace Owen's show and got slaughtered. So that I guess that was payback. Because I wasn't even gonna come at him like that. Like, I really wanna sit down and talk and and dialogue and discourse. I don't wanna argue. I'm I'm done with
2: arguing.
1: That's what I kinda miss and I I do remember seeing it in twenty sixteen was debates where Mm. the posers would come onto a stage, shake hands get introduced and then they have a topic and then they go back and forth without talking over each other. And there right. was the debate. Um, I don't see that too much anymore. Nah,
0: nah, it's too much bad blood out here. You know, I had a debate a few weeks ago and I couldn't even hold back my bad blood, you know? And I had to apologize to everybody for the fact that I couldn't hold back my bad blood. But There's so much bad blood out here, it's hard to do that. And I think, I think what happened was These people didn't come to the conversation wanting to find middle ground. It's like people come to the conversation to prove their side right, and I'm not coming to the conversation to try and prove my side right. I'm coming to the conversation to try to understand your side of the conversation because I know you're not going to meet me in the middle, but I'll find a middle for us. I did it with with conservatives and reparations, right? Like conservatives, I, I said reparations. They're like, "Oh, that's a bad idea." I said, "Well, what about this?" They go oh, yeah, reparations, right? Like, I know how to just find a middle ground for people that aren't willing to budge because I'll just outsmart you, you know? Um, And I'm willing to do that with the liberals, but I can't get one. So if you got somebody... I'll
1: think about it. I wrote it down. I appreciate you. Yeah.
0: Wonderful conversation. You're a wonderful individual. I wish you the best of luck um, in everything you do. I hate that you have been blacklisted, from burlesque, you can't do any more burlesque at all, or it's just hard to find gigs. Uh,
1: I don't know. I'm pretty canceled, but um, I got I got to think outside the box right now.
0: Yeah, you might have to might have to might have to start up your own circuit. Yeah. Ground zero, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, I think you're headed in the right path. You're doing the art and all that stuff, the comic book, the magazine. Keep pushing. You got my support. If you need anything, let me know. Thank you. No doubt. It's been another uncomfortable conversation, people. I hope you enjoyed our chat. Much love to Krista Manon showing us some monetary love. We appreciate you. Um, Yes, uh, join the uh, HOTEP Nation Patreon. Patreon.com slash HOTEP Nation. We are a nonprofit organization, 501 organization. Um, And uh, that's exactly uh, what we'll do. We'll go out here and we'll do our best for the community. Uh, As soon as COVID subsides, we plan on doing fintech workshops for kids, Um, probably around the high school age, because I think
2: they get left out a lot. Um, But yeah, that's all I got to say. I'm signing off. Peace out.